Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. New, 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 new world order. If you wonder what happened to last night's stream. I got money. We had a stream last night, Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings live stream. And, um... The Facts Over Feelings live stream was, I thought, a little too hot for YouTube, and I did not wa want to take a chance. New, 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 new world order. So it is on Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. $5 level a month and above. You get a chance to see that stream. Too hot for YouTube. You know what I mean? I didn't do anything. Uh, YouTube didn't do anything that time. I went ahead and said, let's go ahead and move it over there. And I said, <laughs> that stream is going to be caliente so uh man you can go over there the patreon.com if you're a patron you can go over there you're i mean patron the patreon this week y'all getting barraged y'all like what the hell coach chill mm. all right chill yeah it was the uh, best of american women by races and i was like let me just go ahead so ladies uh break out your wallet you know what i mean have you ever be with women and they be like oh i got no money they play that game all the time all right Back in the model mayhem days, oh, can you take pretty pictures of me? But I got no money. All I got is what's betwixt my legs, and it's an ATM. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the pin number, and boom, money just comes right out. They ain't never got no money. You know what I mean? They never got no money. Uh, they got a purse. They got a wallet. And then when they got to pay for something, I got no money. You know what I mean? You'd be like, damn, like, what, what, what do you have? Here's the thing. You know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God. All right. That gives new context to shake your money maker. <laughs> Shake your money maker. And then when you say, what do you bring to the table? They be like, I bring a lot to the table. We really can't provide nothing but pussy on the, at the end of the day. That's, that's true. Okay, so then how come when you ask a woman what she brings to the table, that's not her answer? Because they're not being true to themselves. I mean, you know, I mean, listen, I don't know what to say. About it. It's a weird, it's a weird thing that we keep going back and forth on what brings what and who brings what. Uh, as soon as I start my stream, people want to be calling my phone like chill, <laughs> like chill, Sean. Uh, anyway, what time is it? All right. So anyway, man, we, we got a great show today. Um, this is going to be one of those shows where I bust your bubble. All right. If I if you're a love brother here, if you're into fantasy, you're a high moral person. You're into the hope strategy. You're a hopeless romantic. Uh, this is going to be the show that you might want to tune into. Perhaps I might be able to provide some therapy. For some people, but uh, some people don't need therapy. Uh, they actually, actually, they don't, they can get therapy without even needing it. You know, mm. what a world to live in today. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but today, so I says, basically, it's him. today, we're going to show you that you give love a bad name. Shot through the heart and you're to blame. You give love a bad name. I play my part and you play your game. You give love a bad name. Yeah, man. Hey, man. We got to show y'all what up around here, man. Because um, 
what is going on with this world, man? You guys do the most despicable things for love. It is now getting tiresome. It is now getting tiresome, all the things that I see people do in the name of love. And so we're going to bust your myth bubble, I mean, your bubble on talking about how love and romance, that woman, that 35-year-old woman that got up there, this is for all my girls in 30 and over. Are you tired of the hookup culture? Where is she at? She was like, are you tired of this hookup culture? Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? We're not. <laughs> We're not tired of the hookup culture. So get over it. All right. I didn't create the hookup culture. You did. But that's just the reality of the situation here. But uh, we're enjoying the hookup culture quite a bit. By the way, the junior college frenzy right now is going nuts. Somebody said Seeking is doing a two-for-one special. You know what I mean? You can go get a two-for-one junior college piece. All right? They out here slanging that thing. You send me slanging. Oh, you send me slanging. They slanging that thing around like crazy. And they whipping it around for a buck fifty, two. Two, three, fifty, four. All right. They like, how much you want for? How much? What, 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 what can I get? Bowl of jasmine rice, chicken skewers, inflation kicking tail. And these are people with jobs. Holy moly. They get right off a of subway being strong and independent, making 50 sandwiches for men. And they be like, I'm strong and independent. I got paid to make sandwiches for men, but I can't make rent. I got money. I got you covered, baby. <laughs> I got you covered. Oh, man. Oh, it's absolutely pathetic out here. But listen, man, we got great stories for you. We got a lady who deleted three kids, all right, shared to us by Modern Man, the winner of the NCAA tournament bracket. Um, this guy shared a story for uh, with me that is not getting a lot of local play. Um, and the story breaks down kind of like the Susan Smith story. If you're an old head like me and you remember the Susan Smith story in South Carolina, South Carolina, where she drove her car. Uh, with her two kids in the back seat into the damn Chattahoochee River or whatever is out there in in in, in uh South Kakalaki. Um, and then she went out there. I don't know what happened. And she blamed a Negro. She dialed one eight hundred. Blame a Negro. She was like, uh, a Negro took her. She was like, ninja, ninja, ninja. <laughs> who who took your kids? She was like, ninja, ninja, ninja. And then had everybody looking for the same black dude with like a skull clap on. <laughs> he had like a beanie. He had like a damn ski mask rolled up and he looked like me like this. They was like, what did that ninja look like? She said, ninja, ninja, ninja. And he was like this. <laughs> had everybody getting pulled over, harassed, patted down, thrown in a clink, had dudes that owed child support. Like, what happened? They got thrown in the bars forever, all because Susan Smith lied and said, ninja, ninja, ninja. Okay, so this story is going to be reminiscent because what we found out about Susan Smith, she was cheating on her husband, I think with a pastor. It was something like a pastor or her father-in-law. It was some sweet home Alabama stuff, man. It was like, what the? <laughs> it was crazy, man. Yeah, they looked for weeks. They harassed ninjas everywhere in South Carolina. Where was it at? Columbia, South Carolina. They harassed ninjas left and right for no damn reason, but for she was cheating on her husband. And she fell in love with another man and she deleted her kids. So here's the deal. It was a it was ridiculous. So listen, um, there's another story just like this. We're going to read that story in the name of love. I want you to think long and hard before we do that, because I'm really going to get into this. Um, we got to do talk about the earlier contributors to today's show. Dollar sign CGA live hit the cash app if you want. 
um, to contribute to today's show, sponsor the show or whatever, man. Let your voice be heard. Send us a message. You know what I mean? You know, contribute to the junior college feet fund. Uh, Ten toes up gang in the building. Shout out to the ladies, the 10 toes up gang. You guys know how it works. I've been doing this for what? 200,000, 300,000 years. You know why I'm here. <laughs> you know why I'm here. Okay. I'm not here to give you company. I'm not here to talk and communicate. I ain't even here for friendship. You know why I'm here? Ten toes up. Shout out to the nasty boys in the building. And that's you. <laughs> uh, where are we at? Uh, oh, oh, we didn't mention PayPal. Somebody wants me to put the disclaimer. Is this too hot for YouTube already? <laughs> All right. I guess it is because some dudes be coming in here. And some ladies, man, I'm telling you, uh, ladies use love as a weapon. It is yielded as a weapon. Also, it is yielded to protect themselves and um, make sure that their reputations are intact. I'm not that type of girl. I only give my sleeve away because I'm in love with somebody and he's in love with me. That is the only way I give mine away. Lies. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. How come I always bump into the girls that are never like that? I am not like any of those girls. All right. <laughs> You'd be like, where do I find those girls at? You know what I mean? Because I'm now wasting my time. Because she's sitting up there like, I ain't never done that. I've never had a one-night stand. She didn't made it to 42 years old, not one time. <laughs> You're sitting there like, well, where the other girls at? Where the one-night stand girls at? <laughs> All right, let's get up in here. Oh, did I get that? <laughs> did I give the, uh, where are we at? And then you find them on dating apps, sugar daddy apps, but I'm a different type of girl. I'm not like that. I don't understand how the girls out here selling themselves for a bowl of jasmine rice. I want a real relationship. I'm like, do you know where you are? <laughs> like, we're here not to have real relationships. What are you doing here? I want relationship type situation. I'm looking for long term. They over there, man. I'm telling you, the fake book Karens are over there. They done took over. <laughs> they like break them off something. Break them off something. How many Karens are ready to lose? Yeah, so what you want to do? What you want to do? I mean, how many Karens are ready to lose? Get myself a Uzi and my brother a nine. Man, I'm like, this is despicable. I mean, come on. Do you know where you are? God dang. Facebook Karens, man, have been. Facebook Karens have been the have degraded society so much, man. I We talked about the Facebook Karens. He said, yeah, somebody said, you're in the jungle. Welcome. This is the 80s rock band show. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. You're in the jungle, ladies. You went over there. You ruined Facebook. You ruined Instagram. You ruined Tinder. You ruined Bumble. I mean, Bumble's collapsing left and right. You ruined Hinge. You ruined every other dating app. Now you're ruined Seeking. Coming over there. I know where I am. I know it's this, this is a despicable hookup place, but I'm not one for hookups. I'm looking for long-term, and I want to be spoiled. Ugh. Like, man, can we enjoy our lives? God dang, you know what I'm saying? Can I enjoy my life? I got to start breaking for y'all, you know what I mean? I'm trying to win over here. Uh-huh. Woo! Uh. Ooh. Dang, all right, come on, man. Stop with the BS. We trying to win over here. We trying to be happy. You know what I mean? You come to Tinder. I just want somebody to have. I'm just not like that. You know what I mean? I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm literally trying to pop, lock, and drop it over here. You ruining my day. 
Facebook Karen. Facebook Karen's in here. Uh, hey, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the like button in the building. Uh, and uh, where are we at? 1,000, 3,000, people <laughs> in here. Uh, do me a favor. Hit the like button or you know what I'm going to do. We're going to hit scrump diddly umptious. It's not time for that yet. It's time for the earlier contributors to today's show. Yes. I got money. Uh, where are we at? I already had to pop lock and drop it. This is ridiculous. I had to hit him with the Cobra. Oh, let's see here. Oh, early contributors to the show. Let's start off on PayPal. PayPal is in the building, is in the house. We got Amari McBride in the building. I think I can call him that. Too late. <laughs> All right. Uh, where are we at here? Who else is who else is here? Somebody says tuition. Gabriel's in the house. <laughs> the dude was like this. He's like, well, no more support for you. <laughs> He's like, no more support for you. Uh, who is this? Gabriel says tuition is in the house. No government name says meant to say this yesterday during the blue chip mindset. Uh, but I decided to check my credit for the first time because I turned 18 last year. All right. Shout out to you, brother. Hey, man. We got some young brothers in the house. All right. He turned 18 um, in the building here. Not for you, but uh, you, you know. Do you know any junior college people that can come over? I know you know them. No, let's finish what you have to say. He says, I checked my credit for the first time because I turned 18 last year and never got the check. Uh, but turned out that my dad had the blue chip mindset and had me under. <laughs> my book failed in the background. I was like, what is that? Let me get back to it. He says, my dad had me uh, had the blue chip mindset and had me under his credit during high school for four years. And my credit score is 776 due to that. So shout out to you, brother. So you can easily do that. Actually, when we do the money mindset, Vlad P, one of our contributors to the money mindset, actually brought that up. You can actually put your kids as a, oh, I forget what you call it, but an additional creditor on your or additional user on your credit uh, credit card. And then you keep good credit card help. And by the time they turn adulthood, they have already built up good credit. Now, unfortunately, for most of you people, and yes, I said you people, the lemmings, the oxygen stealers, the mouth breathers, the knuckle draggers, right, the knuckle draggers, ham and eggers, what you guys do in authorized user. Thank you. You, you use them as an authorized user, and it, but don't give them the credit card. Right? You put them as an authorized user. Do not give the kid the credit card. And uh, But what most of you people do is you put your kid's credit on your utilities, and then you don't even pay those. Then your kid turns 22, tries to get their first apartment complex, tries to connect their electric, their gas, and all the rest of the utilities, their water and trash, and they can't get none. All right. And you're like, what? Why can't I get? You need an $888,000 deposit to get some electricity. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. What the hell? Why do I need to put that bottom deposit down to get my lights on? What is this? Well, your mama put your name and your mama put her lights in your name and your damn credit. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, shout out to the no government name uh, and his father in the blue chip mindset. So I appreciate that, brothers, man. Hey, that's mad props. 
Okay, we do have some earlier contributors to today's show. Albert, Albert Ingram says, we always hear about misogyny and never misandry. As a matter of fact, I will basically challenge most people to even, they, they, they don't even know what misandry is. I've seen a clip of Fresh and Fit in which um, the women have lobbed claims of misogyny over there. And um, that's a classic clip from Tom Likas, by the way. Um, and uh, he then asked him, I think Myron asked him, do you know what misandry is? And they was like, <laughs> what, misandry, what's that? All right. My sound effects seem kind of loud today. Let me see. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. But they were like, what's misandry? Well, the thing is, people get away with misandry like crazy. But they're all too ready to call out misogyny. And it's despicable. Right? It's absolutely despicable. So um, uh, misandry is very popular. People get away with hate of men. And it's outright. I mean, you see people discussing things related to that. But they don't realize that that's what they're doing. Because we don't have it in our lexicon. It's not strong enough. And even if we claim it, the term is not even that heavy. You know, you hear misogyny. But when you say misandry. It doesn't even sound as critical. You're like, oh, it's just a little white lie. That's no harm. Don't worry about that. Shout out to the Real Fit Styles that says, Zoe is my favorite coach. He likes Zoe. Zoe with them lips, them lips all plumped up. Like she didn't put the little lip glop on her lips so it can plump up. She got them fake toddies. She already ready to go. She like 21 years old, chowing down on beef jerky, sunflower seeds. All right, you know she eat uh, sunflower seeds and smoke packs of camels. And she's sitting there. Um, she down there guzzling down Natty Lights. I mean, she's guzzling down Natty Lights. Somebody said she don't even live in an area code where engineered doctors would be. She's sitting in the middle of um, Rock Springs, Wyoming. Like, how the hell are you going to find an engineer doctor in Rock Springs, Wyoming. Give yourself an L on that one. God damn it. Chowing down on that gum. She she chowing down on that Lucky Stripes gum. That in lost flavor after five seconds. What in the hell is she doing? All right. Shout out to XL Pro Services. Married to the money in here. Yeah. I got money. Number one priority for everybody. Lucifer is in the building. He says, he's laughing, coach. I guess he says facts. Love sucks. Love bites. Yeah, love bites. Man, love is love, love is one of those things, man. We're gonna get into the love. You know, we even go see some new addition today. Shout out to we'll call you Grand Jay. Uh Jay. That's what we'll do. He says, Great show last night, coach. Yes, appreciate y'all. If y'all didn't see the sister show, not the sister show, the women of race show. Again, go over to Patreon. It's too hot for YouTube, you know, because the normies would be coming over there. This is despicable, reprehensible behavior. All right. He also says if peace leave is all they can offer, they're losing. Well, we had that conversation yesterday, too. Um, it's always been a lost proposition for them. This is why there was always kind of standards of don't give that away. You know what I mean? And male protected it. Brother, Remember brothers used to protect their sister? Who remember those days? Where you like try to mess around on a, uh, a dude's sister? And he'd be like, yo, you messing with my sister? And he'll come over and choke you out put you in a headlock and give you a noogie. Was it a noogie? Now a dude, brother, be like, he see his sister 10 toes up, getting clapped and papped out, and he'll be like this. <laughs> it's like, man, 
That's your business. <laughs> Who cares? Right? Where are we at? Did I say a Nikki? Where are we at? He'd be like, and he'd be back to his video games. He'd be like, start playing his video games. Dude come out, tugging on his pants, buckling his belt buckle. He just looking at him like, and there's a classic video of that happened. There's a there's a classic video where uh this mom came in. She was a Jamaican mom. She was giving her, she was giving her kids the business in Jamaica. And I wish I could say it. she was bumbleclawed and every. And then um there was dudes. There was ninjas all up in the house. It looked like a cockroach convention with all the ninjas that was coming out the doors in the woodworks with their with her two daughters. I was like, who has the video? Somebody please find that video. <laughs> I think Mr. Palmer had the video because she walked in. She walked in, in, in um, it wasn't even in Jamaica. It was in America. So uh, this is a podcast, by the way. You're like, can, can you tell us about love? And just chill. Just chill. So here's the deal. Um, She comes in, her young teenage daughter, she comes in the house. The mom comes in the house after working hard, making jerk chicken all day. You know what I mean? She'd be making plates of jerk chicken, selling them on the side. Come and go, come and get your plate. You had to drive to her. You'd be like, damn, let me drive and go get my jerk chicken. <laughs> You're like, damn, she's sitting there. It's in that styrofoam. She like, man, here we go. So um, she make a jerk chicken all day. She comes in. House don't smell like jerk chicken no more. It smell like Badussi. She walks in, her daughter, a ninja coming out, buckling his pelt buckle, buckling, buckling his pelt buckle, sitting there. And she like, Bumbleclaw, she like, what you doing? You getting papped out of my house? I know you ain't out here with your teenage bug getting intimidated by these young boys out here. He coming out like, yeah, man, yeah, son. She leaves. The mom's recording. She's hot. She's irate. She's beside herself. Okay? And she's talking to her other teenage daughter. And then she's like, I can't believe, you know, she's and left and right. And um, out comes, out of, from I don't know where, three other ninjas like big ones like the whole damn football team <laughs> and i'm like let me do a count here there were two girls and i've seen four dudes i'm like what in the his hell is going on and she had the nerve she was still so mad about the younger teenager getting papped out i'm like what about this one who are these people i was like <laughs> somebody gotta find that video i was like whoa <laughs> boy it's tough having daughters. Yeah, man. And they, none of them look like they took a shower. I was like, man, almighty again. All right. This show is going crazy already. Shout out to, we'll call you, uh, yeah, shout out to Mario or Maury D. He says, help. Uh, he says, oh, thank you. He says, help uh, for helping me kick out my ex. You kick my ex out of the crib. I love you, coach. Do you miss her? Like, do you miss her? I don't know if you miss her. You kicked her out of the crib. All right. Uh-oh. Did she come back? I left my panties. I left all of this. My hair dryer. I held you to come on. All right. She's going to take you to small claims court. We paid. We paid. Uh, We paid an extra $500 for that Ikea furniture. She taking you to court for the Ikea furniture that you can't even move from one residence to the other. <laughs> you be like, do you realize when you buy this furniture, it's for just this place? 
you can't even move it to the other side of the room without it falling apart. You'd be like, hey, let's move this over here. You start dragging it against your carpet, carpet crunch crumbs flopping up left and right, and the stuff start falling apart. It start wobbling and wiggling. You're like, Ikea furniture is just kind of like for you build it and you put it right there. Don't move it. <laughs> You'd be like, let's put this on the U-Haul truck. You pick it up, set it down. Perhaps I'll stack something on top of it to save space. Kaboom. <laughs> that stuff ain't going, man. That stuff going to fall apart with them little ass twisty screws. I don't have it. Is there Ikea furniture in the background here? I think one of these Ikea. I think I think that. No, that's Target. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Anyway, let me do two more and get into the show. Shout out to uh, Mr. Gourmet back in here. CGA best part of the day. Appreciate you for being back in here. All right. And then last one, and then we'll go on. Arturo says, salute us. Deste, deste Tijuana. All right, Eduardo, uh, he says, yay, on YouTube. All right, shout out to you, Eduardo. Eduardo, Eduardo. All right, shout out to you in Tijuana. All right, do you know how to pronounce Tijuana? You know what I mean? Y'all be like, Tijuana. I'm going to Tijuana. I'm looking at it. I'm like, it ain't spelled Tijuana. Tijuana. I think that's how you say it. All right, shout out to everybody. La Raza. Let me know if I'm pronouncing it right or wrong. Tijuana. All right, well, where are we at here? It's not like marijuana, it's Tijuana. <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm here to teach. I'm here to teach. Shout out to Tijuana. Hey man, I think um I think um you know when you live in Southern Southern California um or anywhere in the Southwest, let's just say Southwestern United States, them chicks from Tijuana be trying to get up out of there, man. All right. <laughs> They be trying to get out of there. They be trying to be like, get me out of here. She been out there doing donkey shows since she was 15. She's like, please save me. Please save me. All right, get out of there. They be on dating apps. They hit your ass up. If you live in San Diego, Orange County, anywhere, and you're close to Las Vegas, them girls from Tijuana trying to get the hell out of there. They like, man, get me, save me. And they be looking good too, bro. You be like, let me come out there. Don't ask them about their history, though. Don't ask them about their history. They had to do nefarious things to make it down there. I mean, when even they, they were young, they had the whole boxes of chiclets. Walk up, chiclet. Bartering you for five cents for chiclets when they were very young. And then when they progressed a little bit older, got a little bit rougher. You know what I mean? They had to kind of, it got a little bit rough for them. And they had to kind of do some things to make a couple of dollars, you know. Don't ask him about that. It's just it's, it was a rough experience. <laughs> All right. Anyway, little dudes, you know what I mean? Dudes in junior high school was like, you know what? We're going to steal a chicklets, slap all a chicklets down on the ground, pick them up and run. You'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like, you just took all day rent. They parents depended on all that chicklet money. You just stole like 78 cents. Bro, don't do that to them. Do not do that to them. And I hate when dudes be going down there trying to barter. You know what I mean? Like women from the community go down there and straight up rob them people down in Tijuana. They go down to Tijuana. We going to barter the hell out of these people. They poor. And they be like, do you want a rusty ass gold chain where your neck going to turn green in five minutes? How much for that rusty ass gold chain? Two dollar. I'm going to give you 25 cent for that. 
you're like, come on, man, meet them halfway in the middle. You know what I mean? You're going to take them all the way down to two, 25 cents. Mm-hmm. Give them a dollar at least. You don't even want the chain. Help them, man. You came across the damn border. Just help the people out. Come on, man. Stop trying to steal from these people. Let me give you $2 for this one. I'll give your ass 25 cents. And it's always like an older black woman. She's like 55 years old. Do not give me no attitude, you poor people down here. <laughs> right? Anybody been to Tijuana? Low balling ass people. And they so desperate. They're like, all right, damn. Give me the 25 cents. <laughs> I feel bad. It'd be the sisters that do that. I'm like, oh, man. These people need some help. Haggling ass people. It's two bucks to you. Give them a dollar fifty. Why you take them down, low baller? All right. Anyway, <laughs> you put that chain on that junk. Your neck is green in ten seconds. All right. Anyway, where are we at in today's show? All right. Uh, oh, let's get into the show. Let's look at this right here. Um, who sent me this story? Another man in the name of love loses his life trying to save a sister. You been on. Oh my mind. No, my morning, my morning, my morning singing voice is not intact. I really, really apologize. Sorry for 2004. All right. Remember this happened right here. There was a, a time on in New York where uh what happened was there was a woman on the subway train or a train, and um she was getting harassed by a man. Let's go ahead and play it. Fair uses. So people remember this and everybody's like, I can't believe these men, these cowards, these non-men, these single mother raised men. Remember, everybody was like, they should have jumped in. They should have attacked them. They should have stomped them out miserably. And all the dudes was like, no, nah, you strong and independent, huh? You got some jobs to do. Don't you got to work, right? And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. This girl thick back in the background. Remember this girl right here? So they did this and this brother went crazy. He needed therapy. I'm probably sure he'd been, th- he been in therapy for five years. It ain't working. Look at this guy right here. He didn't turn his back to the scene, the scenario. He's like, I don't care. We was waiting for her to turn into like Captain Marvel or Kill Bill. We was like, all right, man, yo, this about to be some Captain Marvel-ish. I've been waiting for this all week. <laughs> I've been waiting for this all my life. She going to do a backflip, do a she gonna do a backflip and a karate kick she been doing yoga kickboxing i can't wait for this all right all yeah remember that so um remember that happened and everybody's like why don't these men help all right society's going down men won't help women out here we're like help what where's captain marvel when you need her so uh, what ended up happening was everybody was shaming men, and then the men came out, was like, it ain't our job to help you. We're equal. If you can't protect yourself, do not take your ass out in public on the train if you're thinking that a strange man is going to help you. There's actually laws that you can't even defend yourself in New York. See the bodega uh, poppy that got arrested. He facing deletion charges. So let's take you to a story. I believe it is in Georgia. Georgia. Uh, where's the story? Hold up for a second. Hey, um, oh, I know what happened. I, I, 
I got to find the story again. God dang it. All right, hold on for a second. So I ended up pulling up another video and lost the, the video that I wanted to share. So what I'm going to have to do is, oh, I got it right here. I was, I was like, what happened? So this happened in Georgia and a, a man loses his life. He done got deleted trying to help a woman who is in a domestic violation situation here in which I encourage you men, you young men, do not. I know this is goes against your inner simp. This goes against your inner programming. This goes against your evolutionary programming because we used to help women, but we're equal now. We do not help women. <laughs> the only women we help is the women that is helping us. And you know what I mean, 10 toes up coach gang. And even then, if you've been running your lip, I might have to take a stand back myself. Sisters, mothers, wives, if they acting right, all right, but let's let's go ahead and play the video. Police are investigating a deadly shooting in DeKalb County. It happened at a gas station along Candler Road. In town, too, Steve Gelbach is there live. Steve, you just got an update from investigators there now. What do you know? All right, KT King sent the video. Oh, they're still looking for a man and a woman in a car that sped off from this gas station. They were parked at a pump around 2 a.m. this morning when police say that just a bystander here at the gas station was hanging out, saw a couple in that car fighting he says that the woman was being beaten by that driver and then the driver supposedly pulled a gun on the man who came up to the car try to defend that woman dang man oh death by simp the death by simp scenario when will you learn when will you learn guys it is not your business i know this goes against conventional wisdom because they want you to be Stand back and let them be equal. Let them be equal. Give them equal pay, but also keep coming to the rescue when they're in abusive relationships that they chose to be in. Not only that, nine times out of ten, when you come rescue, they ask the woman's still going to leave with the dude that deletes you. <laughs> All right, you get deleted. You in the streets leaking. And she still leaves with the guy. She don't even check on your ass. She don't even call 911 for you. Because he saw that fight going on in the car. But that's, uh, again, when they say that victim was murdered here. They were parked right here at one of these gas pumps. And then, again, we know that the suspect and the woman who still may be in danger sped off. And we don't have a She's not in danger. She's choosing to be there. Yeah, but the abusive relationships we have. Uh, what do they call it? I keep forgetting what they call it. Stockholm Syndrome. It's difficult out here for us because we're in love and I have Stockholm syndrome because he's just been abusive to me. I can't leave him because he gives me passionate makeup sex like baby boy, Tyrese, Jody. I can't leave him. I'm stuck. I'm a hostage, but I'm in love with him. This is in the name of love right here. This is in the name of love. You are here dying in the street for a stranger in the name of love because she can't pull her big girl panties up and leave an abusive relationship. And then they sit across from you and you sniggle one time on a date. I can't date a man like you. I refuse to date a man who won't spoil me and pay for the first, second or third date. Meanwhile, her previous relationship, she be getting a damn people's elbow put on her. Her boyfriend walk in the door. Throw that damn shoulder pad, elbow pad, crisscross them arms, hit them ropes. Bam, she's like, I love him. I can't leave him. She'd be like, don't leave me, leave me, leave me. Don't go, don't go. 
and you sniggle one time. <laughs> I don't like the way you sniggle. I can't date you. Anyway, let's play the rest of this. This is despicable. This is love right here. This is what you do for love. Let's go ahead and play. Good description of that car was only told it was a white vehicle. And we have no information on this victim. Uh, but again, it sounds like he wasn't even connected to this couple. Just saw what was going on here at the gas pump. Wanted to defend this woman and stepped in. And now he is dead. And we'll work together. Damn, man. I, this is tragic. We make fun of these situations, but that's tragedy. Imagine you're pumping gas. Like you were like, let me go get some gas. Recession killing me, inflation killing me. Hundred dollars to pump up my Nissan Altima. You pushing it in there, eighty-seven octane ass gas, which is I don't even know if it's any good gas. But you put your eighty-seven octane in. You watching the number go up? Damn! Oh my god, the last dollar pumping slow as hell. You like, damn tick 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 tick. You're like, what do I got to do? I got to run errands. I got to be here by three o'clock. Let me pump some gas. Oh, there's a woman getting harassed. Perhaps I'll put on my cape. Here I come to save the day. And you get deleted. Mm. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Dude, guys, if you see a woman getting whipped in, you see her getting whipped into the ropes and the dude puts his boot up like Hulk Hogan. And catches one to the face, you just got to be like, damn, I think she's having a bad day. Perhaps the best I can do is call 911. More information again on possibly the suspect, the car, and this victim who lost his life. I have another live report for you coming up in the next half hour. So see, the person who came up and tried to help, that's the person that lost their life. Correct. Hey, man, if y'all not learning something right here. Leave these people alone, especially if they straggle daggle. What she had a bonnet on and some of them furry house slippers on at 2 a.m. in the morning because <laughs> 2 a.m. can't be at night. So, um, here it is right here. She had the furry slippers on and the booty shorts, and she was like, Oh my gosh, my bonnet then fell off. And the dude was just punching her like Pookie, and they was gonna go home and have rough makeup sex. And you interrupted the show, you interrupted it. You was like, Perhaps I'll interrupt this violence. <laughs> and then they was like. Oh, okay, we'll be checking back for more information on the story as we get details. Thank you. So people call this love. This is in the name of love. And we're telling you guys, if you think about the most egregious scenarios that most men and women have put themselves in, you can possibly trace it back. So somebody was in love with each other at some particular point. The amount of deaths that have happened, the amount of wars that have happened, the amount of people that have deleted other people, the amount of people that have abused other people. You still come out here searching for love. And let me just say this. Let me just say this. I mean, I will all because I will always say women use this trope of I was in an abusive relationship too much that I will say you're despicable for even trying to fall in love again. Just give it up. All right. Every relationship that you've been in is abusive. But with that being said, if they're going to keep using that, that's just an indicator that they're incapable of love. I love too hard, all right? And then they start saying, it's because I love too hard. And then eventually they will start to rebel and fight back, right? I'm over it. So fucking over. I'm about to be a fucking... Oh, 
bro. I'm about to be the biggest fucking hoe, bro. Watch me, bro. I'm about to be a hoe for real. I'm about to be the biggest hoe on my fucking life, bro. I'm about to be a hoe. I'm about to be a hoe. Yo, y'all niggas is not worth it, bro. I'm about to be like, so <laughs> this person claims that she's going to go from what she's doing to being a hoe because she loves too hard. I don't know what to nope. tell you. Like what? what? Nope. 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 This is what we, this is what we do for love. And we excuse it. Oh girl, I feel exactly what you're talking about. I love too hard too. And I definitely went through my 304 phase. What? Despicable. Hey, um, let's go ahead and go to the uh, uh, the contributors. Let's go to the, back to the contributors. And uh, we're going to get uh, the next story on about, and, and we're going to end the story on uh, the mythology of love and romance. I've done a great stream on this, but this is going to be another reminder of why people who follow this idea of love, you might come to my show. But coach, what about love? You might come to my show and say something like that. And I always tell you, well, love is a disease. Love is a sickness. Right? Love makes you do things more times than not that you would not do in your normal, rational mind. And I'm going to tell you, man, we have the people who are supposed to be the experts on love. They're going to tell you the exact same thing. And I say it and you're like, no, that's not true. We're going to read it. We're going to show you in black and white people actually agreeing with me. Educated people. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Uh, no government name says you're right. Seeking is a steaming pile of cow dung at this particular point these days. I regularly see 40, 50, 70-year-old women over here, and the entitlement on Tinder is now seeping through here. He says, oh, and they're passport ready. Passport ready. Start spoiling me. Take me on trips, vacations. I have I have some real bosses, man. I, listen, I was going to share this with the member. This one girl, when she was junior college for sure, I was ready to beat it up. But she was like, I got real bosses out here. I have two ninjas that are ready to spoil me. And I was like, well, I'm not one to stand in your way. Go enjoy your ninjas. <laughs> and she was like, all day. I was like, you realize? Never mind. <laughs> You're going to see her later on, right? I'm like, hey, man, go enjoy yourself. I know in eight years, this is going to be you. And that's you. It's going to be bad. But I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? Go ahead and sell your price. I'm, I don't know what to tell you. But then you also see, you also, <laughs> so I said backfire. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, since you got, why are you, why are you, uh, why are you filming offers with me? You got two ninjas that's ready to spoil. <laughs> All right, but look, um. But then the people come over there. Oh, this is where we're spoiling. Wait, no, this is how they come over. They're like, this is where they're spoiling women. I want to be spoiled too. I have my passport. I love to travel. I love fine things. Luxury dining, cruises, airline trips, gifts, vacations. You know what I mean? That's me. And that's you. Maybe over there, 48 years old. You looking at them like, ma'am, do you realize you're in the wrong place here? <laughs> It's not everybody that's getting spoiled. It's mostly junior college women. But you can't tell them that. Well, if you won't spoil me, somebody else will. <laughs> You're just like, wow. Yo ass getting a two for 20. You'd be lucky to get a two for 20 at Applebee's. It's absolutely despicable. I mean, I'm like, what is going on? Fake book, Karen, add it again. 
Facebook Karen at it again, coming over. Is this where they're spoiling women? I'll get in line. <laughs> I love to be spoiled. <laughs> like, what is that? Who says that? There's a woman in the clip that says, oh, oh, that's uh, Zoe. Zoe says that. She was like, he's going to spoil me. <laughs> like, what in the hell? <laughs> spoil me. Who comes with that? I think that's the most despicable day to like spoil me. Like, what are you two, like five years old? What are you five? Pamper me. Yes. I want you to send me to the nail salon, hair salon. I want you to give me massages, massages, misogyny. I want massages, trips. You'd be like, uh, you're going to drop off that peace leave. What? What do you mean? If this is why you're here. <laughs> So you think dudes was just spoiling people for no reason. You know what I mean? Where are all the women that want to be spoiled? Perhaps we'll create a site. We'll spoil them. And we're asking them for transactional relationships. And they're like, I'm not a prostitute. Do not treat me like one over here. I just want to be spoiled. Get the spoiling. How dare you? Despicable, dirty old men. This is in Backpage. This is Seeking, where you spoil us over here. <laughs> Oh, my God. You're like, good Lord. You're like, Facebook, Karen, go somewhere. You ruin everything. All right. <laughs> Shout out to John. Oh, no government name. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's actually becoming actually it's actually becoming sad. And I know I sent a couple of women over there. They were like, boy, Jasmine Rice, chicken skewers. I don't even get, get good dates anymore. Perhaps I'll try to see if Coach is over there. Oh, wow. Spoil me. <laughs> I am not a professional. I just want to be spoiled and taken out to nice things, restaurants, concerts, great venues, outdoor at the park. I want to be taken on trips. I want a fairy tale romantic type relationship, long term only. Mm. <laughs> like you're in the wrong place. Shout out to SAU says, Good morning, coach. The love don't work for you to say yes. And that's you. This is what men have to deal with, ladies. I know women watch my show. This is what we have to deal with. Yeah, platonic only, online. No pictures online. I'll text you from time to time. Every now and then I'll send you a picture. Send me 50 bucks a day. Mm. <laughs> this is what men have to deal with. Like, God dang, why are y'all here? Um, Who is this? Eduardo Hernandez is in the building. He says, Coach, I appreciate the knowledge and helping me through this divorce. Love last night's show and looking forward to a major and CGA game at the junior college. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you, man. Hey, we all go through tough, time, tough times with um, when you're a divorced male or you're a, a baby daddy. Uh, we don't get any uh, sympathy in society, unfortunately. I, I'm even still going through issues. Um, and it's, you know, it's almost to the point it, it sours your relationship with your children. Um, you know, your children have to pick sides, which is unfair. Uh, people get petty. Uh, the, and it's mostly guys, it's mostly baby moms. We know it. We know it is. It's it, the dad is just trying to say, just don't mess me up with my kids. I just want my kids even like, I don't know if people know this. I want you to listen, listen good. Even if you cannot afford to pay a dime towards your kids as a man, it still doesn't mean you can't see your kids. I want you to know that that is actually legal. That is the law. Now, is he a deadbeat? Not necessarily. 
He just can't afford it. See, when women can't afford to raise their kids, they can go to the government and get all kind of damn handouts, collections, and whatnot. She don't go to jail. Nobody calls her a deadbeat. They actually call her a princess warrior, and you did your best, and you tried. And the dad's out here trying to do his best, but the mom's like, well, he ain't doing his best. We're going to keep the kids away from him, and we're going to punish him. Throw his ass in jail, take his passport and his driver's license. She cannot say, you can't see your kids because you're not paying. It's illegal. But in the court of public opinion and in the society's mind, they're like, that's totally fair. He can't pay, so he don't get to see his kids. You're like, that's extortion. That's a crime. It literally is a crime to do something to you, and you are despicable if you do that as a person to a father. Right? Well, he ain't paying. He don't get to do it. And so a lot of times what they do, they get the schools involved. They actually throw dirt on your name. And even when you're paying, they throw dirt on your name and call you a deadbeat. So what do you do? You say, F it. I ain't going to pay a dime to you, which you then put your kids in harm's way. And then they throw dirt on your name. You're like, damn, I can't win. <laughs> Guys, sometimes you got to wash your hands and it's unfortunate because, you know, you, you're making decisions like this and your kids get hurt. But uh, this is what happens. Men go through a divorce. Guys, when you go through a divorce, you're on your own. And uh, I try to not leave men out here hanging. I can't keep in contact with each and one of you, but I do try to help you with this content. Okay. Um, and then they'll try to say, you're taking the kids from me. Like, but they're taking the kids away from you. You're trying to kick the kids away from me. Like, no, I'm trying to be in a relationship with my kids. So I'm not a deadbeat. But. But you're taking them from me, but I'm taking them from you. What is it? Yeah, it's a lose-lose situation for a lot of, uh, and guys, I'm going to tell you, like I keep telling you, it doesn't end just because you divorce a woman um, and you have children with her. It doesn't end. The divorce is not over. You guys are just living um, two separate houses. Now you got to co-parent. Now you got to get on the same page, on the same accord, put the kids first, do the things that are in the best interest of the kid, not in the best interest of each parent, which is damn near impossible. For most people to do. And then you keep the wound open and fresh. You keep peeling the scab back over uh, the, the length of the child's life until they're 18. And then the kids end up hating both of you people. Okay, the kids are like, you two people are completely toxic. You guys are you're ruining kids. So anyway, man, um, I would say for, for people that their kids are older, wash your hands. There's nothing you could do. I wouldn't waste a dime fighting for them. Um, if their kids are young, fight like hell, fight like hell. And, you know, most of the time you're paying to get what you rightfully deserve, which is the problem. You're paying to get what you should. The woman should have gave you to begin with. <laughs> like you're like, if you would have just gave me, I wouldn't have to spend $10,000 to get this. It's not like men go spend $10,000 and they get full custody. That's completely rare. You get what the woman should have rationally, logically said. All right, we broke up. Okay. Here's what you have, and let's go our separate ways. You literally got to fight to get your rightful. Oh, boy. This is the world we live in. Um, My members get an update on my custody situation. So um, I'm not, I don't share it here on the public ways because they watching me. They're like, we're going to watch him. We're going to drag him into court, and we're going to take his money, and we're going to take the kids away from him, and we're going to claim he's a deadbeat. Shout out to Billy the Kid. Last one. He says, Coach, I remember when I was coming from school in Harlem at nighttime, and I seen this couple walking on the sidewalk, and dude threw her against the store window. I said, hey, dude looked at me, 
Then I walked away, kept it moving. He says, who knew what he, he says, who knew what he had on him? Not worth it. Yeah, if a guy's brazen enough to throw a woman against the wall or a store window, I'm probably not going to get involved. He's he's probably going to be able to do something. Yeah, somebody said she liked it. He's probably willing to do something against me if that's his that's his decision making. You know what I mean? In public, whip her into the ropes. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> Somebody help me. Do not know, man. Do not get deleted over no woman that you don't know. All right. I'm like, she ain't lying down with me. It ain't my responsibility. All right. Let's get into this particular story here. Um, this is a this is another story about love. This is a love story. Many people are in prison because they loved a little too hard. Male and female. Many people have died in this world because of love. Many people have got deleted. I mean, many people that weren't even in a relationship got deleted over somebody else's love. That basketball player from Michigan State. He got deleted. They were in love. He poked his nose into the business and he got deleted. Here's a mom right here who is uh, in love. And he was, she wasn't not, she was not in love with one man. She was obviously at some particular point in love with two men. What did she do? Well, the media reported it like this. Let's go ahead and show you how the media reported it. And again, this not this not make mainstream media. This made media somewhere in North Carolina, South Carolina, wherever it happened, wherever they have all this dirty ass water. All right. Standing ass water, mosquitoes sitting all on top of it. You go out there, throw your line out there. You be like, man, I'm about to get me a big old mouth bass. All right, you getting bit the hell up on my by mosquitoes. All right, the mosquitoes don't work the same over here. Where is this at? <laughs> you smell like off. Uh, this is in, oh, this is in Minnesota. All right, this is the Great Lakes. That looks like mosquito water to me. <laughs> All right, here it is right here. Deputies say three children deleted. In Van Van Nays Heights, I don't know how to sp uh, pronounce that. Um, wait, deputies say three children deleted in Van Nays Heights were drowned. All right, here we go. Right here. Uh, here it is. Here's the story. Here, the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office has released the identities of the three children deleted over the weekend in Van Nays Heights. What is it called? It says right here uh, who authorities say were drowned at the hands of their mother, of their mother. These righteous mothers out here, they will never do anything. You deadbeat fathers. It says right here, despite an investigation, the deaths Friday night, investigating the deaths Friday night as a triple homicide deletion, self-deletion. So we call it over here, triple delete, self-delete. But investigators say the incident began earlier that day with another deletion. Boy, this woman got busy. This woman was busy. Maplewood police responded shortly after 10.30 a.m. in the morning on Friday, July 1st, for, for a call from Molly Chang. Uh-oh, this ruins what we were talking about yesterday. Saying her husband had shot himself. Despite, I'm uh, sorry, deputies. <laughs> deputies say that the medical examiner later determined the death was a suicide. Oh, Lord. Social workers. Were called to help Chang and her children. However, hours later, deputies say a 911 call came in around 4 p.m. in the afternoon. 
from a family member saying Chang planned to harm her children. Investigators were able to track Chang's cell phone to Van Nuys Sucker Lake Park, Mosquito Park, in Van Nuys Heights at about 6 p.m. in the evening. Officers found Chang's car in a parking lot. Minutes later, search crews found several pair of kid shoes, undoubtedly shoes from Old Navy or something like that, and vehicle keys on the east side of the lake shore. Crews began searching in the water, finding a four-year-old. They released the names, but we will not release the names here or on YouTube. They found a four-year-old about 7.30 p.m. in the evening. Shortly after midnight, the body of a five-year-old was recovered from the water. The following morning, July 2nd, Chang's body was found at about 10.40 a.m. in the morning. And then the body of a three-year-old young girl had been located 20 minutes later. All three died or were deleted from drowning and or smothering. Quote, our family, our hearts go out to the family and friends and community impacted by this terrible tragedy, wrote under Sheriff Mike Martin in a statement. The sheriff's office is continuing to investigate the circumstances of this incident to provide clarity and closure to the surviving family members. Now, that's how the media reported. It sounds very, very toxic and tragic. Definitely reminiscent of Susan Smith in South Carolina. Now, let's get to the dirty details about this because a local man sent this story and he says, hey, the media is not reporting exactly what happened, coach, but I want to tell you what happened here. This is another tragic love story. It's just another sad love song racking my brain like crazy and I'm all torn up. He says, hello, coach. Greg Adams, this is modern man here, the dude that won the NCAA tournament bracket challenge. He says, we had a really bad story happen here in my neighborhood that I think our community needs to hear. The story was a man who self-deleted because his wife was cheating on him. And that's you. They didn't tell that part of the story. They didn't tell that part of the story. Remember, they said his man deleted himself, which I know in the Jackie Jan community that could tend to happen. He found out and his heart went to hurt him. She was getting that. She was getting banged out. A, my, a wife, a mom of three. She was getting banged out and he deleted himself. Guys, um, let me just tell you something. In the name of love, do not delete yourself. It is not worth it. It's her. It, it, she's not worth it, man. <laughs> okay. She's not worth you losing your life. Trust me. Your life will go on. It says right here, uh she then deleted her three uh her three or he says uh she then deleted her three their kids were all under 5 years old by drowning. Then she drowned herself in the name of love. This is love. This is the stuff that you guys do and then when it happens, all oh, these people, something were wrong with them. No. They were sick. They were toxic. They tried to make monogamy work. Monogamy is an abject failure in our society. In our modern society, it's a fail. And then because somebody is non-monogamous in a monogamous relationship, somebody deletes themselves, and then she loses it. Five people lost their life mm. over love. They weren't in love, coach. They weren't in love. Yes, they were. At some point, they were. They produced three kids. Guys, love is essentially a trick of nature to get you to reproduce, you know? But it also says, he says, I've had a friend who are firefighters who had to recover these kids from the Van Nuys 
river, it looks like. And he says, I was walking. He says, I was working down in the city that night, but I have friends that are out here. Man, man, this is sad, but it's not going to get national media attention because it puts women in a terrible light. And he gave me the link. He says, shout out to you, uh, Mr. Modern Man. Coach, you're out here saving lives. So uh, they did this to Susan Smith back in the day when they can actually hold women accountable. They said, you terrible woman deleting your kids. Remember, there was the other woman who drowned. Remember, she was, she, uh, she, uh, what was the lady's name that drowned her kids in the bathtub and lined their ass up? And she was like, well, I just fell out of love. <laughs> Remember that? What was that woman's name? Like they was married. She was the soccer mom. They was taking all the pictures. They were like, hi, we're a perfect family. She was like, I'm not happy. <laughs> and she was like, oh, Angela Yates in Texas. Yes, there it is. I'm going to put it up because a lot of you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, Casey Anthony is another one. She was like, uh, three-year-old child. I have no time for that. I'm out of here. She was like, I'm out. So they kind of demonized women before. They're not going to do it no more. Uh, let's see here. Andrew, Andrea Yates. Andrea Yates. Let me see here. And she kind of was like, well, I need therapy. I have mental health issues. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> um, actually saw her story. Yeah, she was disturbed. She was disturbed. There was something wrong with her. But, but, but this is the Andrea Yates situation here. She just was like, you know what? I don't want to be married no more. And I don't want to be a mother. So everybody got to go bye-bye. She was like, goodbye, goodbye. I've got to say goodbye, yeah, yeah. So while the husband goes to work, he was like, he was like, good day. She was like, baby, have a good day. Go ahead and make the kids lunches. I'm going to work. Kissed her. He went, he went to work. He was like, he went to work. She was like, one by one in the bathtub, you're gone. You know, she was like, bye-bye, you're gone. Lined them up, called the police. She was like, yeah, uh, why don't y'all come on over? Uh, let me see something here. I Let me see something. This is a podcast. I don't have to be out of here till a while. I'm going to play the 911 call. Let me see here. She was like, why don't y'all come on over? I think we have a problem over here. Andrea Yates, 911 call. She was cool, calm, and collected. She was like, yeah, uh, Sean, hold on for a second. Let's play the audio. She's like, yeah, man, you know, I'm tired of this. I want to be strong and independent. Uh, fair usage. On June 20, 2001, Houston police received a 911 call from a normally quiet section of town. Well, that, that is the voice of someone who just deleted like four kids, you know what I mean? And changed the man's life around here. She was like, yeah, you know, just, just come on over, you know, didn't take my antidepressants and I'm ill and I'm not happy. I'm not happy. 
me like, Lord have mercy. She was like, could you bring the Undertaker? All right, I'll stop. I'll stop with that. Oh, man, what a world we live in. Uh, and one more thing. We'll review the Susan Smith situation here if we can do some fair uses for the people who don't know. Um, this will be a little a, uh, actual case study of the Susan Smith. Uh, I don't know. Can I get some fair usage here on uh, Susan Smith? It's quite long of a story, so it's kind of a it's it's kind of a tangled story because it kind of goes like crazy like this. Uh, let's see here. Council Mur- uh, let me see. Oh, uh, now nah, you know what? It's too long. It's too long because I can't even explain it. But let's put up the ninja who she said deleted. Uh, let's put up her picture first. I, I this we have to do some justice to the story. Susan Smith. Uh, let's see if we can pull her picture up. So this is the mom. If you guys want traditional stay at home moms? This is what you get. They're dangerous, man. We need women to come back and be traditional. No, we don't. <laughs> All right, so this is Susan Smith right here. All right, this is Susan Smith. Boy. Yeah, that's what women used to look like before all the Botox and the Instagram and all that. Y'all remember? Hey, you guys don't remember what women used to look like. Remember what women looked like in like the 80s and the 90s when they didn't have help and no surgeries left and right and implants and booty implants and 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 excessive makeup women used to just look like she you know we just frumpy she put her perm in her hair she was like i'm just gonna come out she was like 24 years old in that picture this woman is like 24 years old hold on for a second hold on for a second she was young she was like 26 let me show y'all something because y'all know you guys don't believe me how old was susan smith Susan Smith. Wait a minute, not now. How old when she was when she deleted the kids? Let me see here. 23. 23. Let's go ahead and put it back up. Let's go. She was 23 in this photo, bro. 23. When I tell you, I'm just telling you as a man, as a man, she's 23 years old right here. Boy, I have times change. Times have changed, gentlemen. This girl don't even have nose earring in her nose. Things used to be things used to be different back in the day. This is when we tell you Generation Z is gone. This is what we're talking about. They gone. I mean, the normal 23-year-old, this is what a 23-year-old woman looked like in the 1990s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, you're like, what? I know this is South Carolina 23. But this also goes back to what I've been saying about um, you could used to go to South Carolina and people looked and acted like South Carolina. Now everybody's some sort of like, um, um, you know, they're a hodgepodge of American culture. Like people used to go to California and they sound like Valley Girls. What? Oh, my God. And used to go to Texas and they had the big hair and a massive eyeliner under their eyes. Um, you would go to Minnesota or Milwaukee or something like that. And everybody looked like snow cows. But now everybody's like some sort of homogenized version of one. You know what I mean? Like everybody looks the same, talks the same, acts the same. Not many people are distinguishable. This is a South Carolina 23-year-old. Think of what 23-year-olds look like right now. This is when we tell you generationally, we're gone. <laughs> we're gone. We're we like the generation Z compared to what people were. This is a Gen X 23. We're 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 gone. There's no coming back. This is what I tell you. There's no coming back. 
Wow. I mean, that's actually amazing. Let me see here. That's what she looked like now. They must got Botex in the prison. Right here, 23. Uh, let me see here. Look at all these Susan Smiths. Oh, so let's pull up the let's pull up the brother that she said since I made fun of it. Let's pull up the black guy that Susan Smith said deleted her kids. That <laughs> they had. Here it is, right? Here. Oh my gosh, boy. And back then, what was this? The 90s? Like Jim Crow was like 40 years prior. So we're talking about not that far after brothers couldn't even drink at the same water fountain. So we're not talking, we're not very far removed from some very racist time in our country. At the time she pulled this, at the time she pulled this in South Carolina, she was like, you know what, Sean? We're going to blame this dude right here, Sean. That looked like me with no beard. That looks like me, man, <laughs> with no beard. She was like, you know who did it? You know who did, deleted and kidnapped my kids? She was crying. You want to see the video of her crying? White girl tears. We're really going to go into it. Yeah, we putting these people on bad display. This is the dude. She was like, hey, uh, his name was Coach Greg Adams. <laughs> and he said monkey double backflips and took my kids. I don't know where they at, Sean. Oh, we going in today. We going in. Uh, where is it right here? Uh, where is it right here? Uh, is this the one? Yeah, she was a bad person, man. She was a bad person, Sean. Is it? <laughs> Holy moly. All right, these people cutting up the video and all that. She was like, I just want my kids to be back, Sean. I just want them to be here, Sean. Where's she at? Babies. What everyone hoped would be a becomes yet another anguish. Oh, this ain't no good ones, man. They man, why they do why they wipe the slate clean, man? I want to see the interview, Sean. I want to see the interview. All right, hold on for a second. I know. I didn't plan it. Uh, oh man, we can't even show it, Sean. We can't even show it. I tried to show it, Sean, but they don't have no good videos. Nobody cares about the story no more, Sean. All right, so uh, anyway, let's get into the contributors today. I know some of y'all went. <laughs> some of y'all lived in South Carolina, and you got put in the clink over Susan Smith. What's going on with this hair right here? All right. Hey, somebody sent some big money, Sean. We're going to call you. Hey, you didn't send it. You requested it. Hey, take your hair. Mm. Skip the name. He says Gump got off in the gas station. <laughs> unbe un unbelievable. Unbelievable. Warhammer says the dating app math don't work the same. And they still try. Why do women still try? Despite, I, you, sh you should hear the horror stories that they tell you about dating. And they still will show up to another date. You're like, like why? I'm just letting you know the reason why they show up is because for them, and this is a secret that women won't tell you, for them, it's like winning the lottery. They're still playing the lottery system. Like they still think, I'm going to just hope. I'm going to just keep playing the game. If you don't play, you can't win. I'm going to just go. I'm going to just keep rolling. I'm going to keep scratching off the scratcher right here. I'm going to keep buying lottery tickets. Oh, here we go. There's a potential to be spoiled out here. It's lottery. And now, like, I'm going to keep playing. They almost get deleted on their previous date, 
and they'll be back out there meeting another strange guy off the internet. Here we go. Free dinners, free chance at free dinners. I can't believe he chose to go have with me. They get attention, accolades, free validation. And then they can possibly scratch off that. You won a thousand dollars. I have a I had a young junior college girl, Ling Ling. Boy, makes me want to go to Thailand the way she showed up. I was like, this is how it works in Thailand. I'm on my way. <laughs> I was like, God dang. She was out there like, Jasmine Rice, please, and we'll take care of you after this, Sean. Uh, by the way, um, po point of the story was, this girl told me how she almost got deleted. And then she was still sitting across from me like, you got that, Jasmine Rice, Sean? And I might have some biology books I need next week. <laughs> she still showed up. I was like, what are you doing? Scratch off. They need water. They hungry. And you the trough. It's actually quite a, it's, it's actually a crazy world here. Did I say, uh, did I read Billy the Kid? Yes, I did. I read Billy the Kid. We got some people all uh, over here. Let me see here. Kaylin is in the house. Thank you, Kaylin. He says, uh, women who revenge cheat might as well be 304s too. Oh, I hate that one too. Well, he was cheating on me, so I cheated on him. Okay. I mean, if that's did it make you feel better? I don't know what to tell you. He said, LOL is cool. He said that you accidentally said the government name on the last one, Coach. He says, I'm still supporting. And yeah, us young guys are watching you, at least the ones that have sense, and not playing video games or watching games video games all day you got the passport credit on point now it's time to get the income on point so i can be at the junior college earlier in the billion hashtag trick game hashtag sugar daddy game shout out to sugar daddy tricks out here messing up the marketplace for us dudes trying to run game on these girls i don't talk to the girls i don't run game on the girls that be out there doing sugar daddy stuff i talk to the good girls i manipulate and lie to the good girls and I only get good girls out here. And I'm getting hot chicks too. Eights, nines, and tens out here. If you want to get laid by hot chicks, talk to me. Shout out to a modern man. He says, thanks for doing this story. He says, this was so sad. I know many people that had to recover these kids. He says, they will never, he says, they will never forget it. Gentlemen, do not ignore these red flags. Shout out to the coach gang. Okay. Uh, we have to start admitting red flags that we actually just sail on by. All right, we sell on by these red flags and we actually go, uh, you know, you hear red flag number one, red flag number two, red flag number three, then you go four, five, six, and uh, you'll hear 15 red flags in, in 20 minutes and you'll still be like, well, she got some, she got a nice rack. All right, I'm going to inseminate this one. Mm. Moose Hefner says, Brian Nobbs in the building. Where's Jerry Sags? Hashtag the nasty boys the world tag team champions. Simon Small doubling up for the gospel of the free agent lifestyle collection plate. Always appreciate you being here. Uh, Mr. Olympus says, is someone, ha has someone told you that you look like Tay Diggs? Oh, damn. Mm. This is the dollar store, $2 version of Tay Diggs. People are like, you don't look like no damn Tay Diggs. I, I first learned about Tay Diggs when I was, uh, I think I was like 19 years old. And this older she was, you know, back then it was older for me. She was like 28. She was like, you look like that guy in that movie. It was like right when the movie came out. I was like, what movie? 
There's a movie called Stella's Got Her Groove Back. You look like the guy. I went over there. <laughs> That's when I learned white women like wine. <laughs> Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree. General Tate Diggs. I was like, what? What movie? She was like, can you speak in a Jamaican accent? Why don't you come on through? It's like, oh, okay. Uh, shout out to Bryant. Uh, Horsley is in the building. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, man. Roderick Miller. Is that right? Do I see what I see, Sean? My man got money. I got money. My man got some money in the building. Appreciate you, brother. He says, for tuition, keep up the great work. Protect your meat. We might have to revisit that for the new people here. There's a lot of new people here. There's a lot of new people here. Back in the day, they used to be like, you know, you should do background work and be Tay Diggs' background <laughs> stunt double and stuff like that. And I actually went into this. Um, I got to get this hair. It's annoying me. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, actually went into this um, spa where they, you know, massages and all that. He was like, you look like that guy. He comes in here. When you live, I lived in the San Fernando Valley when, when um, was it? Mike, not Mike Epps. I can't remember his name. I think it was name was Epps. He played in the, he was a football. He was in a football movie called the program. I know that Q Epps. What was his name? I can't remember his name, but Tay Diggs and them. He was like, Oh, they come in all the time. You look just like him. What was his name? Omar Epps. Omar Epps. Yes. Omar Epps. He was like, you guys are the same height, same build. <laughs> so shout out to Omar Epps. He was a good little, he was a good little actor, man. Where he at? Let's look him up. Oh, no, 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 no. He was in a movie recently. You guys got to see the movie he was in. It was a good movie. He was in a movie with, I think, Sanaa Lathan. I think it was with Sanaa Lathan. You got to see that movie. And he turned, hey, that's a great movie, man. <laughs> Mike Epps. <laughs> What's his name? Mike Omar. Same thing. Yeah, he was in Juice. I forgot about that. Yeah. He was in Juice. What was the movie he was in with uh, Sanaa Lathan? That was a good movie. Omar Epps. Was it Sanaa Lathan? That movie was very good. Not Oh, no, that's Love and Basketball. Not that one. Not that movie. Maybe it wasn't Sanaa. No, it wasn't Sanaa Lathan. It was um, Nia Long. Nia Long. It was Nia Long. Not Love and Basketball. Fatal Affair. Look, man, they should pay me to broadcast these damn. Uh, I'm giving them free run. This movie right here, Fatal Affair. This one. This is the movie you got to see. All right, that's Omar Epps right there. He's a little bit more chunky than he used to be. You know what I mean? Shout out to him. He's been doing some too many push-ups. You got to see this movie. I've been giving them free marketing for real, man. Somebody needs to. These movies need to sponsor my damn show. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of goofy, but it shows women in their decision-making. If you want to see their decision-making, this is a movie for them. You know what I mean? They, this woman made tragic decision after tragic decision, and she still was the victim. She was like, I ran through all these red flags producing love. I wanted to have love. I was older, strong, independent. I had a job. I flew myself to Paris, and I just wanted love. And she overlooked one, two, three, four, 58, 511 red flags, and she came out. She came out like the victim. She came out like the victim still. Well, he did 
he was a dude. He was a <laughs> he was a dangerous guy. That's one of those movies people miss. I won't tell you what happened in the end. Last one, Mr. Jones G in the building. He says important info for dads raising young men. Facts. We're talking to you guys. I want you guys to really understand the critical decision you're making as a parent. I'm not trying to tell you that um, that to not have kids, but if you have kids in our country today and your relationship goes south, whew, I wish you luck. I pray for you. I pray for your mental health. I pray for your emotional stability. I pray for your financial stability. You're going to be terrorized for decades. You're going to be terrorized for decades. Now, will she be terrorized? She'll claim to be the victim and claim you're a deadbeat. You're going to get ran over. I'm sorry. The praying mantis is in full effect. And I actually hold people and I want to charge people who can't stay in relationships longer, long enough for the kids to get to elementary school. People who do this should not allow to be parents. You shouldn't even pro. Listen, do not get me get my Thanos on. You people are despicable. In the name of love, you guys will procreate, bring kids into the world. The kid don't even make it to the third birthday and you're cutting the other parent off. Absolutely despicable. It's despicable behavior. And this is in the name of love. This is on the topic of the show. I'm like, what are you guys doing out here? Now for 15 years. Okay, somebody wants me to put the disclaimer up. Y'all owe me, brother. For 15 years, you guys are going to terrorize each other. You're going to terrorize the kids, abuse them. You're going to meet it. custody exchanges for 15 freaking years. Who wants to custody exchange for 15 years? It's your week. It's my week. Can I exchange my week for your week? You don't get any more weeks. Well, I want to relocate. Will you lose custody of your kids? Like what? Like, oh. This is all in the name of love. I do. It's despicable behavior. And you guys come over to me. Well, not everybody goes through this. Everybody get a piece of paper and pencil. Everybody get a piece of paper and pencil. Write it down. You're one. You're a smooth one hundred percent in failure rate in love and marriage. You, he said, it's it's inevitable. You guys are a smooth one hundred percent failure rate at this, and you keep keep saying I'm the wrong one here. You guys bring kids into this world, mesh them up, blend them, co-parent them, chop them up, make them live out of backpacks all in the name of love, then you fell out of love, and now everybody's got to pay a penalty around your ass. Everybody's got to get hurt. The kid's going to get abused and mentally unstable. Your kid's going to be depressed, delete themselves. They going to need some therapy. You need therapy. The other parent needs therapy. Okay, at best, you're a 99.3% failure rate if you have one mate. Go ahead and write it down. Do not try to bother me on this one. Okay, let me get to the last point, and this is going to be probably a lengthy point, and um, I just might have to say I got to read, so this is going to be one of those shows here. I'm going to have to read. All right, let's get into the basics of what you guys call love in the name of love. 
and we're going to kick it to you real, man. I know, man. I know this is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And you don't have to believe what I'm telling you today, but it is documented. Let's first and foremost talk about this, the mythology of love and the seven types of love. This type of love is sometimes promoted in places, um, you know, some people in Europe. Have you ever dated a European? They're very much, European women very much are uh, typically, this is a stereotype. They're not into that, wrapped up into romantic love like that. Like you dated women from Sweden. They're kind of like, hey, we together. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, they're kind of laissez-faire when it comes to love. In the Western Hemisphere, America, these people are lovesick. You know what I mean? You guys are like diseased. So in Greece, I believe, or when they would talk about the seven types of love, this is not promoted here. We kind of lump love all together. And we said, well, how, what is love? Well, you know it when you have it. No, 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 no. No, you can't. No, I want to know what it is. Well, here they describe what love is. Again, they don't promote this type of love in, in, the, in the United States. But they, Greek philosophy says there are several types of love. One is eros, which was romantic, passionate love. It's the love of the body. Now, we call this perversion in our country because we're Puritans. Well, just because you have erotic love, you know, and then under, underneath in public, we call this perversion, but privately, we're all participating in this eros. And in the absence of eros in a relationship, we say, well, we can still be in love. Well, technically, but we still can't be married. There's love of the philia. You guys have heard philia. Most of the time you hear it, it's used in the negative, like pedophilia or metophilia or whatever they want to call it. But the philia actually is attached to an affectionate, friendly love. Okay. You also have storage, as they call it, which is an unconditional familial love. Like you can be in love, but it's not the love that people describe. You love your family, you love your friends, and you love them for who they are, right? You also have the agape, which is the selfless universal love. You know, you're a tree hugger type love, all right? You're a godly love. It's the love of God, right? And you have ludus, which is the playful flirtatious love. We call it flirting, and we separate it. Uh, women will use flirting as a, a stop-loss leader in which he basically will use the flirting and say, well, I'm just being flirtatious, but I don't want anything from you. I, would, I didn't have intend to have sex with you. I didn't notify you that I didn't have intend to have sex with you, but I wanted the lustful. I wanted the lust to flow. I wanted to feel good. I wanted the validation and the attention. I wanted to lead your ass on and give you blue balls. All right. And then right when you like, all right, baby, you ready to bend it over? You ready to drop draws? She's like, nah, that's not why I'm here. No, 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 no. And that's you. I'm not here for all that. I thought, I thought you loved the flirtation. I thought we were just flirting with each other. Wasn't that sexy? Didn't you have fun just flirting? Well, what happens is she wins when she withdraws and she plays plausible deniability. Well, we were just flirting. It wasn't love. They will actually be in relationships where we're just flirting. We didn't cheat. I didn't cheat on you. We were just flirting. See that they separate that just like people separate this in the love category. She loses the flirt game when she gets plow down all right so she flirts you extend it she puts her face in the pillow you clap the cheeks and then she says oh damn i lost because then you skedaddle all right oh my gosh she's sitting there leaking you sitting there putting on your jordans and your ewings and you ready to go hit the door and she lost the flirting game now she got to deal with a ruined re reputation you have pragma which is committed long-lasting love you can have pragma in the absence of Eidos, you know, old people that grow together, old. And then you have this one that I can't pronounce, but it's a self-love. It's a healthy love. 
you can love yourself, right? So you have these versions of love. In America, we just clump them all together. Like the person has to have all of these, you know what I mean? Like you can't be like, I just want erotic love with you. Let's just be, get busy. Oh, you pervert, you disgusting human being. I'm a Puritan here and I'm a virtuous woman and I've never had a one night stand. I want a man that's going to spoil me, give me philia, give me agape, give me unconditional love. I want him to have eros. I want him to have all of these things lumped up in one, and I want him to spoil me. Mm. <laughs> and he better cuddle. And he better say sweet nothings in my ear. That's love. Have you ever noticed that the people who benefit the most from love always defines what, what love is? They always the one. Well, this is love. You'd be like, well, I don't agree with that. Well, you'll get none of my love. <laughs> I want to benefit from my love. Anyway, interesting stuff here. But let's go to the other article that I wanted to represent right here. Um, how love has been used in our system to promote, uh, you know, basically try to extract your resources right here. Let's read this article if I can read today. The myth of romantic love may be ruining your health. Damn. Did you see that? The myth of romantic love may be ruining your health. Again, it's a sickness. Romantic love in Western society new, 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 new world order. is often portrayed trade in a stereotypical way. Two yearning halves who search for each other to find their complete original state. Few find this bliss because in it's a myth. Dating back to Plato in Greek mythology, the perfect lovers would join together and were joined together and sliced in two. Love, then, is the desire of each part to find the missing other. This myth lingers on in popular culture, love stories, and romantic comedies. It affects our social identity, which, for many, is formed by stereotypical scripted portrayals of relationships. Often, less consciously, we keep on searching for our missing half. I'm never going to give up. I think my soulmate is out here. The ideal, but divorce rates attest to why the ideal doesn't exist. By the way, I just want to let you know, a woman named Susan Vosmer wrote this article. Before you say, what kind of man wrote this article? Obviously, it's a woman. And obviously, it's a woman in her 40s. Nowadays, many people escape into the virtual world in search for their ideal relationship. Online dating, flirtatious messaging, and sexting are often used as an antidote to loneliness, lack of intimacy and the painful experience of loss when you're down bad. In cyberspace, we can be whoever and whatever we desire. This gives us pleasure, but it seduces and lures us into the imaginary, the world of the unconscious, where desires we didn't know we had are immediately satisfied in the virtual world. Continuing on, it is easy to become addicted, sickness, to this virtual world becoming real-life love real life and love can't compete with it for some a return to reality is difficult and even impossible as rising internet addictions sickness and online infidelity show somebody hurt this woman this can result in various emotional stress hopelessness anger pain how many people are in pain because of a relationship that they're in they're angry they're they're short-tempered they're they're trying to they're they're confused they're frustrated stressed out over a relationship that really is not going to be that produce anything consistently enough to make you happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> and behavioral reactions, fights, arguments at gas stations, 
revenge, prawn, divorce, substance abuse, binge eating, not eating at all. This link between stress, a broken heart, love sickness, mental health, depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, insomnia. Some of y'all can't go to sleep because of a breakup. And physical health exhaustion is well documented. The consequences of love, and I'll just read a little bit. The long-term consequences are less well-known because most people don't own up to them. They don't want to discuss this, but we can guess. We know the, he says, he says uh, we know that the quality of our social relationships and circumstances can have a profound influence on our brain. And it says here, and I'll read this last paragraph. Recent advances in epigen epigenetics a set of modifications to our genetic material that changes the way that's like the poke our genes are switched on and off without altering the genes themselves suggest a link between social experiences gene expression neurobiology changes and behavioral variations a growing body of evidence explains how the social environment gets into our mind through epigenetic mechanisms and how that affects our offsprings we're putting this into the next generation of people. So there's a whole bunch of stuff here. You got the social construct of love, relationships, and all of that stuff. She goes into great details about this. She provides her evidence and her sources. The myth of romantic love may be ruining your health. You have people right now, men and women, who are lonely. They're sick. They're depressed. They got more red flags than the Chinese Communist Parade, and they're trying to put that on another person. They're trying to put this they, they're mentally sick. They're literally financially sick. They're, they don't have any stability in life. And their only source out of their tragedy and their trauma is a love relationship, right? Have you ever seen that? Well, my life is not together, but I want love. As if that's the answer. Then ultimately you'll find out that's not the answer. That person didn't need love. They need therapy. And when you get with this person and it doesn't work, you know what you have, gentlemen, and I want you to listen to this and listen good. You know what you have if you get with somebody who has not cured themselves. They're not happy with themselves. They're depressed, stress, stress anxiety. You know what you did get, what you got? You didn't get a lover. You got a patient. In which you are not, you're ill-equipped to actually handle that patient. And for the next decade, two decades, three decades, you got a patient. And you got a patient. You ever see the movie, What About Bob? That's what you got. You got a damn patient who did not go to therapy, who did not go to heal themselves. They came to you with love. Only for you to see her flip the hell out. We're speaking from the man's experience. Her flip the hell out and you're done. You got a patient. Next, yeah, what about Bob is the movie you need to see here. Uh, let's go to this story right here, okay? And of course, you can probably find a story that talks about this in a positive light. All relationship problems stem from one's persistent myth. I'm sorry, all relationship problems stem from one persistent myth about romance. See, the myth of romance. I've done a great stream breaking down the mythology of romance. Let's go ahead and look here. As you get here, you see I have Shane you. You have a lot of desperate people trying to fix themselves. These people look happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> these people look happy. <laughs> look at these people. These people are about to be locking themselves up into a prison of holy matrimony. They look enthusiastic <laughs> about what's about to happen. They're like, this will be fun. 
you know, marriage is more or less a rite of passage into adulthood. It used to be, but that we call it's now pregnancy that does that. You know, you don't need to get married anymore. It's people getting knocked up. I'm an adult. Let me knock, let me get inseminated. Guys, the most dangerous person to ever date is a hopeless romantic. It's going to feel good the first month or two. You're going to be eating it up. We're so in love. Even if you're a man, hopeless romantic, it is horrible. You're making a horrible decision. That person's going to ruin you. This person talks about Bon Jovi. There's something here that I want to talk about here. It says right here, seventh fact. Seventh fact. I want to read in this article. For most of human history, romantic love was looked upon as a kind of sickness. There it is again. And why? I'm going to explain why. It says right here, and if you think about it, it's not hard to figure out why. Romantic love causes people, especially young people, to do some stupid shit. Trust me. One time, when I was 21 years old, I skipped class, bought a bus ticket, and rode across three states to surprise a girl I was in love with. She freaked out, and I was soon back on the bus, headed home, just as single as when I came. What an idiot. That bus ride seemed like a good idea at the time because it seemed like such a romantic idea. Oh, boy. So uh, he followed a rom-com. This is typical of what young men try to do. Uh, they listen to game, pick up artists, rom-com. Uh, young men are manipulated highly by men trying to get them to push them to do things that simply aren't going to work for most of us. And so rom-coms, PUAs, play, pick up artists, uh, dating coaches, they get you to do stupid shit. Because you're unsuccessful with women, right? It's a short-term problem that's going to take a make. It's a short-term solution that's going to create long-term problems. So he thought it would be a romantic idea and she creeped out. My emotions were going crazy the whole time. I was lost in a fantasy world and loving it. But now it was just sort of an embarrassing thing I did when I was young and dumb and didn't know any better. It's the sort of poor decision-making that uh, made the ancients skeptical of romantics love's utility. Instead, of, instead, many cultures treated it as some sort of unfortunate disease we all had to go through and get over in our lives. Boy, kind of like chicken pox. All right, so somebody hurt this man. Somebody definitely hurt this man. But when I've been telling you, I did the video, people who date in their 30s and 40s are weirdos. Remember I did that video? I'm sure some people are like, what? Yeah, stalking, people stalk, people do great, people do the dumbest things in the name of love. And so he's saying, when you're young, you got to be able to get through this part, but you got to grow up. People in their late 30s, late 30s, early 40s, um, you people are sick. When you keep trying this, bro, I'm telling you, and everybody knows it. I think it's a fact of red flag that people are like, I want to get married one day. She's 49. You're like, who's got, why do you need to get I want somebody that loves me and take care of me. And I want a true gentleman, romantic love. Can I talk to all my people in my thirties? What? Listen, let's listen to this video. This is an example of a sick, a lovesick person who hasn't grown up. Classic example. Okay. So this is for all of my single over 30 people. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I mean, I get it. I'm, 
I'm online, I'm trying all these things, but like, what happened to romance? What happened to, you know, a little bit of chivalry? Whatever happened to all of the nice things that men used to do instead of everyone asking us, what are you doing? Can I come through? Is there any real men out there at all? I don't know. Help me out. Yeah, baby. Uh, like Hall and Oates said, you're out of touch. You're out of time. <laughs> all the nice things. You mean when I used to take girls out for strawberry Sundays at McDonald's? You mean all the nice things like pulling out chairs at Cotillions when I was 13? You mean all the nice things when I was damn near dead broke? I had $25 in my damn ATM account. And I was like, shit, if I pull out that 20, I'm going to have bounce checks left and right. But I spent it on you for two for 20 at Applebee's. And I was just hoping to put a little stank on my finger. And I didn't get stank on my finger. I actually got you patting my head. Thank you, sir. Thank you for spending your last dime on me. I'm going to look for a thuggo. He's getting the reward tonight. And he's at the crib waiting for me to return. So drop me off, please. <laughs> right? What are you talking about here? Guys, you're out of touch. You're out of time, man. Romantic love is for dumb, young teenagers. When I hear adults screaming this stuff and trying to use it as a damn weapon to yield against my theories, I look at you and say, you're the sick one. I've grown up. You're still somewhere in middle school. Let's go ahead and go ahead and drive this point home. Instead, many cultures treat it as some sort of unfortunate disease that we all have to go through and get over in our lives, kind of like chickenpox. In fact, classic stories like the Iliad, um, and we talked about the Iliad the other day with the sirens, and then, um, uh, um, um, gosh, what's his name? <laughs> um. Anyway, his name, they had the time to the mast of his ship so that he didn't wreck his ship trying to pursue the nice, young, pretty, young sirens out there. And stories like Romeo and Juliet were not celebrations of love as we're told and taught in school. Oh, Romeo and Juliet's about a love. It's, it's a tragic story. It's not about love. It was actually a humorous story about what young people do for love. Odysseus, Odysseus. Yes, the Iliad was about you not destroying your life as a man over pursuing romantic love and the illusion of woman's beauty. So these stories are tragedies. They're humorous tragedies about love, but people say this is what love is. They were warnings against the potential negative consequences of love, of how romantic love can potentially ruin everything. You hear this? See, for most of human history, people didn't marry because of their feelings for each other. Feelings didn't matter in the ancient world. Why? Because F feelings, they are field, wait, there are fields to plow and cows to feed. And holy crap, Attila the Hun just massacred your entire extended family in the next village over. There was no time for romance and certainly no tolerance for the risky behavior it encouraged among people. There was too much life or death work to be accomplished marriage wasn't meant for baby making and sound finances i'm sorry marriage was meant for baby making and sound finances romantic love if permitted at all was reserved for the heady realm of mistresses and f boys yeah that's what love's for to get you some poutine 
and get you some side piece leave. For most of human history, for the majority of humanity, their sustenance and survival hung by a tiny thread. People had shorter life expectancies than my mother's cats. Everything you did had to be done for the simple sake of survival. Marriage was arranged by families, courting, not dating, not because they liked each other, and especially not because they loved each other, but because their farms went together nicely and the families could share some wheat or barley when the next flood or drought hit. Marriages were a purely economic arrangement designed to promote the survival and prosperity of both extended families. So if a junior gets the tickles in his pants and wants to run away with the milkmaid across the town, that wasn't just an inconvenience. That was a legitimate threat to the community's survival. And it was treated as such. People looked at it as you're a dumbass. In fact, this kind of behavior was so treacherous in young men that most ancient societies cut a lot of young boys' balls off so they wouldn't have to deal with their philandering. This had a side benefit of producing excellent-sounding boys' choirs, okay? It wasn't until the Industrial Revolution age that things began to change. People began to take up work in center cities and factories. Their income and thus their economic future began uh, became untied to the land, and they were able to make money independent of their families. They didn't have to rely on inheritances or family connections the way people did in the ancient world. And so the economics and political uh, components of marriage ceased to make sense. And uh, he goes in a little bit more thoroughly about this particular scene, uh, particular thing right here. And then um, uh, obviously the Hollywood, the introduction of Hollywood, earlier Hollywood, silent films, oftentimes centered around damsel in distress love conquers all and all of these things and it's sold love sold i would venture to say once again that if you're past the age of 18 and you're still maybe 21 and you're still pushing love and you haven't got over the love six love me love me say that you love me need me need me Say that you need me. If you're still pushing love like a damn pickup artist is pushing game, give yourself an L. It's an L. It's sick. You're hopeless. And look at your track record. I'm... I'm (laughs) I hate to keep pushing you out here. Look, we can have fun. We can have the seven types of love. Hey, today, ladies, I want you for Eatles. Ten toes up. Let's have some fun. If you want to flirt today, we can flirt. If you want to have a little bit of temporary, unconditional love, whatever you want. If you want to love the world and hug and hold hands, whatever we're doing. But if you believe in romantic love, if it isn't love, why do I feel this way? Why does she stay on my mind? Well, if it isn't love, why does it hurt so bad? Make me feel so sad inside. If you still believe in this, you're sick. Period. Point blank. The evidence is out there. Of course, there's somebody going to dispute this particular claim. I'll give you one more source. (laughs) Okay. 
I'll give you one more source. The burdensome myth of romantic love by David and Betsy. We need more Betsy's in the world. What happened to Betsy's? We need some more Betsy's, some more Estelle's. You know what I mean? All these girls with Kelsey, Kaylin, Kiki, Keisha, Takesha, Nakisha, Takesha, Tata Lisha, Tamika. We need some more Betsy's. We need some more Betty's. <laughs> right. Tom. What happened to Tom and Tim? John and Rob and Greg. All right, there was another funny name that I would use for old women. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, uh, where are we at here? Yeah, Jack. <laughs> Jeremy. Where are they at, bro? Mm. All these last name, first name dudes over here. Jordan, Tyson, Caden. All these Bennett's and all these people. Who are these people? Who are these men? Bennett. Bennett can't sling a sledgehammer. Hey, Bennett. What kind of job are you going to have? Oh, I think I'm depressed. That's why these kids are depressed. Yeah, Gertrude. We need these people here. These people running around here with last names for first names. Come on, man. That's why these kids out here can't do a damn thing. They running around on their tippy toes all day. Tight ass jeans. I saw this dude with some tight ass sweats. He was walking so high on his tippy toes. I, I was like, yo, your sweat's too tight. That's why. Man, this is dead. Yeah, what happened to Ellen? Dolores, Henry. Hey, Henry, how you doing today? Hi, right, how you doing? Oh, my name is Jack. Last name, first name, dudes. Man, this is damn despicable. Darian, that's a damn last name. Mm. It's a city name. Harrison, last name. Carter, last name. I'm going to name him Carter. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm like, what are these? why do these young boys got last names for first names? I'm tired of it. This is ridiculous. We need to start naming these people Rob. Rob, hey, how you doing, Rob? Hi, Jim. We're going to get creative. We're going to name him Trayvarion. After Omarion, and he's the third kid, and Trayvon Smith, whatever his name was, and the dedication of all of these people and our Nigerian ancestor. What is it? It was a Nigerian. It was, um, what if people used to name them? They'd be like, Alicia, this is our Swahili name. Trayvarion. Swahili. Mm. <laughs> Swahili. Remember when people was pushing Swahili? This is our Swahili ancestry. Oh, I'm shuffling now. We're going to name him Don Travius. Don Travius. Going to reach back to our Swahili ancestry. Dontavius? I don't think so. I don't think they was like, hey, Dontavius, and he was out there doing the Shaka Zulu ready for war. You know, I don't think I don't think that was it, bro. No. <laughs> what was the lady who named the football player? Like, um, his name was like the coldest. All right, yeah, uh, listen. The coldest was the dude's name. The coldest. This is our Swahilian. I think I'm lying. They've named this dude the coldest. Yeah, that's what happened. 
got to be Swahili. Shout out to him. He played at LSU. He's from Shreveport. He probably watches the show. <laughs> he probably watches the show. I hate when I talk about people, they watch the show. they like, hey, man, Sean, I'm a supporter of you, Sean. I sent you like 15 Super Chats last year. And, yeah, we got to stop naming people Mercedes and you ain't got one. Alexis. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Monet, Moet, Burgundy, Maroon. Well, yeah, I'm like, what is going on here? All right. What were we talking about? We were talking about the Burdison myth of romantic love. I know, man. I know. You're like, what about love, coach? Yes, if you're 13, 18, yes. 21, maybe. But the people here, the Western fixation of romantic love creates a crushing burden for mere mortals. It engenders a powerful myth regarding love, courtship, and marriage. And, uh, and to be honest, we don't even follow courtship. We follow prostitution. All right. And we don't even admit it. And it's depressing to keep having this argument. We don't follow anything related to courtship or love. All right. Most of us don't. Ham and eggers. All right. And it says that a fallible human partner can not only share our passions, but sate our uh, existing, existing yearnings. Contemporary couples expect much more from marriage that it can uh, realistically deliver, a phenomenon noted by social psychologists. And it says, as Eli Finkel of Northwestern University observes, most of us will be kind of shocked by how many expectations and needs we've piled on top of this one relationship. What do I call that? I call that the fine print of relationships. This is stuff that I've been teaching you. I say you get into a relationship and you're like, she's like, I just want a commitment. I want to be together and we'll be happy. All right. And you'll be like, yeah, that sounds good. Will you part your legs? No, I'll use it as a treat. I'll give you a cookie every now and then. Just keep doing this loving thing. and It'll be fine. You'll be like, okay, let's commit. It's me and you, baby. Man, each and every day, well, this is not a part of relationships, and this is not what you're supposed to do, and this is not what you're supposed to do. You're like, wait a minute, where's the damn contract at? Well, where, where did I say that? And you're not supposed to look at another woman's rear end, and you're not supposed to do this. This is not love. This is not a relationship. And you're looking at the page of the contract like, what page is that on? Is that page 18, Sean? What page is that on, Sean? You're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. Haven't you understood what love is? Don't you know what love is? If you knew what love is, you wouldn't do X, Y, and Z. And you're looking like, I just wanted some peace, Lee, just to let you all know. You know what I mean? I just wanted a temporary partner. I wanted an exclusive partner. That's why I'm here. I don't know what you're talking about. It's the blank check you write against it. And then she penalizes your ass. He's a jackass. He's a loser. He didn't do this, and he didn't do that. She's talking to her girls. He's not doing this, and he's not doing that, and he's not doing this and that and this and that, and you're sitting there like, who said I had to do any of that ish? You know who did? She did. <laughs> you, didn't agree to un you didn't agree to anything. You didn't even come to the table and said, okay, this is how we're going to do this. She just basically threw and heaped on top of you what she wants, and then you don't give it to you, and it's, because you played the dumb love game. And smart people realize this. She says right here, the problem arising from the myth of romantic love affects not only the secular culture, but also people who, while trying to adhere to their faith, must deal with the competing ideology, mythology surrounding them. We all fall prey to the lure and some to the rise of romantic love myth have conceded with an increase in marital breakdown. I'm not 
um, em- emblematic, emblematized by a 50% divorce rate, which people shuck to the side. The divorce rate is 50%. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you're like, you're literally shucking to the side the destructive path of 50%. You're going to die 50% of the times you start up your vehicle. Eh. You're going to get hit in the head with a bowling ball every time you walk outside, like 50% of the time. Mm. You're going to get kicked in the head by a horse every time you jump off of it when you go on a horseback riding. Eh. So I got 50% chance. You're going to lose your, like, go down the line. Nobody would ever shuck 50% to the side. You're going to get struck by lightning 50% of the time you walk outside. Eh, I'll take my chances. But when it comes to love, all of a sudden, well, there's a chance. Here it is here. More from this article, and we'll do the super chats and round off the show. It says right here, a recent survey by the University of Maryland, Philip Cohen. New, 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 new world order. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. YouTube. Hey, man. YouTube. I was just joking. Don't punish me. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> I know. Hey, hey, shout out to the people, you know, who that watch me. I'm not trying to, you know, it's just a joke. Hey, y'all got to take jokes too, man. Y'all got to take jokes. Y'all, come t- y'all don't take jokes very well. Y'all joke on everybody else. You hear me out here doing the uh, shuffling. You hear me out here talking to the brothers. And then as soon as I do that, now you want to be mad at me. <laughs> come on man don't do me like michael jackson don't do me like sheik locks don't do me like jadakus right, let's get back to the show what was his name again new 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 world order all right anyway mr this person here says he reinforces the breakdown narrative by showing that marital satisfaction has declined in the last several decades. In the 1970s, 68% of Americans said they were very happy in their marriages. Today, 60% say they are, and that's not including the 50% divorce rate. Though reasons for marital discontent abound, Cohen teases, wait, he teases out a correlation of religion and marital happiness and all of this stuff. Anyway, the myth of romantic love Promises a faster, easier route to transcendence. Uh, Another guy writes that relationships have become the primary mythology of the sacred and the collective tongue of Western culture. The initial rush of endorphins that accompany falling in love and the sexual experience uh, intimates the religious experience of ultimacy. So what he's saying is the woman floods you with peace leave, the endorphins kick in, and then you do stupid things. That's basically what they're saying. All right. Th- I just basically paraphrased all that. <laughs> she floods you with sex. You feel good. You pipe her down. She feels good. The endorphins kick in. The lust is confused with love. You procreate. You inseminate her. You make babies. And then you hate each other most of the time. I'm not happy. <laughs> And it's nature's, it's nature's trick to get you to keep doing this. And then you feel good. You want that feeling again. You break up with your girl. You break up with your guy. You want that feeling again. It shows up after about 20 dates. And then all of a sudden, I'm in love. And then you do stupid things. Repeat. 
rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. You complain, you go to small case court, you sue each other, you steal each other's kids. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. All right, let me get it in. And then you come to me mad at me. Like I ruined it. You ruined it. You people ruined it. I didn't ruin it. You guys made a mockery of it. I didn't do nothing. I'm over here reporting from the sideline. Like, look at these stupid assholes again. Look at these guys. This one's fell in love. Watch him ruin his life. Oh, you ruined it. He ruined his life. He fumbled right on the one-yard line. Uh, hey, uh, you want to come over and do an interview? Uh, here we have uh, Coach, Coach Pete. What was his name? Coach Pete. Hey, Coach Pete. Coach Pete, why you didn't hand off the ball? Why you didn't hand off the ball at the one-yard line? Why you throw the ball from the one? Hey, Pete Carroll, we got Pete Carroll Hill. Come on over here, right here. Uh, the dumbass of the week. Um, why you didn't run the ball? <laughs> well, I was in love with the pass, and I figured I'd throw Russell Wilson back there. We'd fake handoff because everybody would have expected me to do the right thing, but I was in love with the pass, and I did the wrong thing. You didn't hand the ball off to Big uh, You dumbass. <laughs> That's what it looks like. And you come over. But what happened was I was thinking everybody would expect me to go the free agent lifestyle. But I decided to fall in love with the past. And you know what I mean? What's his name? Malcolm Butler was sitting there like a dumbass. He was sitting there. He anticipated the past. He was studying our film. They was cheating. They got all of our tape. You didn't hand it off. We faked the beast mode on the play action pass. He turned around and shit. I thought that shit was going to be open. <laughs> That's what you sound like when you try to make up for why your relationship failed. All right. The junk man is in the building. He says, Coach, could you pass the link? Uh, proving the cheating. Um, you mean of that story? I don't have the story. The guy that talked about the cheating um, knew inside information. So that wasn't in the article, unfortunately. Unfortunately, shout out to LaWar Moore. He says people go way too far for love. It's really sad. Yeah, and it's a sad. It's like a train wreck. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's coming. You'd be looking like, oh, here it come. Like, it's kind of like when kids. When kids fall in love, like if you have kids and they fall in love and you know, you like, oh, shit. You never celebrating it. Dumbass people celebrating it. They'd be like, oh, my kids in love. This is going to be fantastic for their self-esteem. This is going to last forever, so I don't have to worry about them ruining themselves. They're not going to break up. They're definitely not going to break up. They're going to go to their homecoming dance. They're going to go to prom. They're going to go to the damn Sadie Sadie Hawkins dance. They'll never break up. And their studies are going to go well. Their grades are going to go up. They're going to start focusing on their sports and their extracurricular activities. Does everybody ever say that? Most people be like, oh, shit. Their grades are going to go down. They're going to have low self-esteem. They're going to have arguments. They're going to be distracted. Their performance on the field is going to suffer. Their grades are going to suffer. Their behavior is going to suffer. You know what's going down. Soon as it comes, you're like, oh, shit. My boy's in love. She got him by the nostrils. She just leading his ass around and he just going wherever. You know, it's a mess. So never, nobody really celebrates it. It's something that you know is going to be tragic. Then you're like, oh, they're going to want to go study in the room together. They're going to start fornicating. 
They're going to want to delete each other for in the name and sake of love. You're trying to talk them out of it. Nah, you don't need this right now. You're too young for this. So it's, it's what it is, but it's what we make of it. And I, again, once again, older people who believe in love and try to make this work, I think you're pathetic. I mean, you're despicable. I mean, I don't know what the, t- <laughs> what do you mean? If you're over 30 and 35, you should have moved on with your life already. For real, for real. Move the hell on, raise your kids into productive citizens. You divorced twice. You ain't even raising your kids because you out here. Guys, I have a story about a woman. She ended up getting married, by the way. But she literally set this gump up. This dude had his money right. He was well. The guy was in his 50s. He had a beach. He had a beach house right on Newport Beach. And one day, I don't even know why I was over their house. I can't even remember, but um, there was, oh, I, I know what it was. So I was in real estate. The woman that I went over um, worked in real estate at the same company. So I went over there to grab some books. She was like, hey, come and grab some books. So it was an older woman. She had an older daughter who had been divorced, who had a young boy living with her. <laughs> she was a flat-backed white woman, like late 30s. Anyway, the story goes like this. I go pick up the books. The woman, the 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 daughter of the older woman's leaving. She was, and I knew her. I was like, hey, how you doing? She was like, all right, whatever, whatever. She was intentional. She's leaving. And the mom was like, oh, she's going on a date. She's trying to work this dude to marry her. And she was out here. The She wasn't even taking care of her kid. They were living in a two-bedroom apartment with an older woman and her man with the mom and the boy. They... She set her sights on this older gentleman who had a beach. It was a, I was sitting there like. This is what she's doing with her life. See, these people should, but she ended up winning the lottery on that one. I guarantee you they're divorced by now because this was like seven, eight years ago. They are on my fake book. I bet you if I typed a fake book in, she divorced them already. But with that being said, she was in it for the money. I got money. She wasn't in it for love, and she was trying to be hope. She probably wanted to be in love and all that stuff. But I'm looking at these people. I'm like, you people, man, focus on your kid. You already failed once or twice. I think it's pathetic, and I people. I think people use it as a weapon, and she weaponized it and got what she wanted. You guys should be focusing on other things in life. Most of you people are broke. Your finances are ripped and ruined. You're looking at love or cohabitation relationship as a means to save money. Let's be in love. Let's fall in love. Let's move in together. We'll save money on bills. No, you're not. You're not going to save money. Gentlemen, you move in with a woman, you're not saving money. All right, shout out to Antoine in the building. Being an inspiration, I now have my own YouTube channel. Shout out to you, man. Get that, man. Everybody should have a YouTube channel. DGC more coaches on fire in 2022. Keep teaching. It's the best edutainment program here on YouTube. I'm trying to teach you guys, man. Look, listen, man. I love the way my balls feel when I'm in love. You know what I mean? It's all good. But I know it's a dumb thing to do. Like, uh, I know it's not the right thing to do. I'm like, this isn't the right thing. I feel good. The endorphins kicking in. She juggling, you know what I mean? She like juggling my mom. Like, this is fantastic. She's telling me stuff. Um, by the way, I don't believe anything a woman says when she's over 31. Oh, you're so loved. We have a connection. It's kismet. 
it's serendipity. I like the way you feel. Don't we feel good together? She trying to convince your ass. We feel great together, don't we? We fit well together. When we cuddle well, it fits so well. When you're inside of me, it fits like a glove. Don't you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? She'd be like, dun, 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 dun. She'd like, all the children of the world can see love in each other eternally. Yes, it's all right. Yes, I'll let me. <laughs> she like, We're a power girl. She's over 30. Yeah. Don't you feel the spark? It's like magic. I feel it coming. Don't you feel it? It fits like a glove. It, it, it works so easy. It, it's just so simple. Why don't we make a long-term commitment? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm like, nah, I know what you're doing. You're trying to sell me now. You're weaponizing love. She'd be like, can't you feel it? She doing the rainbow in the Michael Jackson video. He like, y'all too young to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, anyway. I'm acting up here, man. Hey, listen, man. I used to do serious videos, so if you come over here like this guy's a clown, go watch my older videos if you want the hard-hitting stuff. We're just having fun here. Come on, man. Got to have fun with the information. Y'all take it too seriously. You know what I mean? There's dudes over here that will hammer the girls. They sitting over there. Hypergamy. Hypergamy video number 228,051. This is hypergamy. Um. Right now, we're having fun. Come on, man. I've been here for four years. Can we laugh a little? I want you to laugh about this stuff because it's actually funny what you dumb people do. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> Not you dumb people. I don't want to demean my audience here. What you people do. There's my other channel that just got barraged and just hit down by the haters. 195,000 subscribers for the whole year. But... <laughs> My older videos are posted over there. Anyway, shout out to John G. He says, teaching my sons this now. They are 21 and 16 gems. Yes, man. Enlighten your brothers now. And they're going to say you're poisoning them. They're going to not know anything about stable, solid relationships. No, stable, solid relationships are built on finances. I can purchase a stable, solid relationship and I'll put her ass on contract. This is what I got. This is what your ass will get. This is what I need to expect. This is a rule. I'll purchase it. Money can't buy me, love. You're on relationship number 12,850. I'm still looking for the love. Shout out to Mike B. Generation Z are hopeless romantics. It's hard to pull back. Every time I say me see something keeps pulling me back, me back, telling me I need her in my life. Every time I try to let go, something keeps pulling me back, me back, telling me. I can't remember the song. Chingy. Generation Z are hopeless romantics. They have no basis of what real relationships are. Their Generation Z relationships are based on television and social media. They be like, <laughs> Generation Z and DOA. Um, Generation Z base their relationships off Instagram pictures relationship goals that's how i want my relationship you know the guys he's got a video game controller and he's lying on his stomach and the girl's lying on top of him with her video game controller and they're playing video games like this relationship goals that's exactly what i want for my relationship there just happened to be a camera post it right over here on the timer click 
They're playing their pose. She's like holding herself stable, smiling. Couple goals. I want a relationship where we can play video games just like that. Because I'm a video game chick. <laughs> like, that was a snapshot. Like that was a one, that was a 10 second snapshot, probably orchestrated to show you what a relationship is. The rest of the day, they was fighting like cats and dogs. The rest of the day, she was like, post for my picture. He was like, I don't want to post for the picture, but I want to post a great, fantastic relationship goal. Instagram photo, post like this, do it like this, say this, do that. She's like, okay, shit. Snap, edit, filter, post, hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> now, for people who are hating on me about this, you know I'm right. You know I'm dead ass right. Do not try me. You're mad because I'm calling it out. That's all you mad at. You mad that I'm calling out the BS. <laughs> It's not all like that, coach. You just somebody just hurt you. No, I grew up. I didn't say I grew up. I got older. Jack Vendetta says love spelled backwards is evil. Yes, it is. <laughs> evil. It's trickery. It's deception. It's sorcery. But it is does feel good. It does feel good. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. You know what I mean? We can get all trapped by it. But I think after a couple. Of a couple of times you do this, you'd be like, what am I doing? This is a waste of time. <laughs> like, I'm not wasting my time with this. And then every now and then you hold tight and then this starts coming on and you're like, oh, here comes the love. Then you snap out of it. Guys, snap out of it. But I'll lose her, coach. I'll never have her desire, her burning desire. I'll never have her soul. I'll never have her soul when I fornicated. And then I say, well, how many other guys have had her soul? I'll wait. Yeah, how many times has she given her soul to other guys? And I want you to count the number. And I want you to say, you ain't the first and you ain't going to be the last. You're just going to be next. And statistically, I'm going to be right. <laughs> you ain't the first and you won't be the last. You're just going to be next in line. All right, uh, over on PayPal, where I'm behind just a little bit. Uh, I did get this, brother. I did get this, brother. Thank you uh, to the modern man. And guys, you can fake the love if you want to. I don't know. I don't care how you do it. I just say, man, just watch out for being stupid. And I've been stupid, too. No government name says, hey, coach, I grew up 30 minutes from the site of Susan Smith's deletion scene. My dad's friend sold some pics. He snapped of her husband who was at a Winn-Dixie. He worked as a Winn-Dixie manager. And I guess, um, they sold it to Star Magazine, the 1990s TMZ version for young kids. And he says they gave him $5,000 for the picture and another 5 k to show them around the town in Union, South Carolina. By the way, I didn't get pulled over, but I did retire my toboggan for a few weeks. He was like, I got to stay in. He says, keep spreading the knowledge, coach. Shout out to you. Uh, he sold it to the National Inquisitor. Star Magazine. I remember those days. The damn husband was a manager at Winn-Dixie. And, and, oh, one more point about Susan Smith. 
she was dating an older man. And she, she was getting cheated on by an older man. I mean, I'm sorry. She was cheating with an older man. So the days, oh, these young girls don't want you. Young women and old men go together like ebony and ivory. Like what? I don't even know. how It's synonymous. And, but, but people try to hide these uh, relationships. I've been sure to say, and I warn young men, I always tell you this. Your generation of women are not for you. Wait for the next generation coming behind their ass. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You'll be more successful with women in the generation behind you than your generation. Until you get older and these women been ran through more times in the Holland Tunnel. And then they'll be like, you're 40, I'm 40. We'd make a great power couple. We'll get, to, we'll get together. We'll live together. You'll never see me. I'll always be at work. Then we'll get together on the weekends. You'll do what exactly what I tell you to do. You'll go to the festival, the fair, the farmer's market. I might leverage some peace leave when I'm not tired and exhausted. All right. And if you do well and you treat me right like a good man, we'll have a fantastic relationship. But you better not look at no other young girls and you only have sex when I tell you to. I own your balls. Do not leak any of your balls. Do not watch any prawn. That's cheating. I own your salami. I tell you when you get happy. <laughs> You're like, damn, this sounds like a deal. Where do I sign up? Hey, sign me up. Sign me up. Hey, hey bring the contract right now. This sounds fantastic. <laughs> I cannot wait. Hey, man, forget the signature right now. Hey, rubber stamp this real quick. Bam. Ship it off. Are you ready to do this, baby? I know not to pass up a good deal when I hear one. She. <laughs> forget about everybody else. Forget about the junior college girls. Forget about living life. Forget about enjoying life. I want to be in your prison, baby. Only you. It's me and you, baby. We like Porgy and Bess. We like peanut butter and jelly in here. We like Reese's Pieces cupcakes. All right, come on. Let's go. Do Reese's Pieces cupcakes? What am I talking about here? <laughs> no video games. No traveling. No fun. Nothing but you. All right. No, nothing but you. Just making you happy. That's what I wake up to do. Make you happy. All right, I'm going to make you breakfast. I'm going to make you coffee. How you like it, baby? Come on, baby. I'm going to have sex when you want to, not when I want to. Have fun. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. And I can't get none from nobody else. I can't even look at another girl's backside. Oh, my God. This is what I've been living for all of my life. <laughs> no pornography. No feet pictures. I got to sneak. You know when you open your phone, you're in a relationship. You're in a relationship, you open your phone and her eyes dart over to your phone and your Instagram got a girl shaking her booty on it. You're like, oh, I got to scroll up. This is just, what are you looking at? Is that the type of pathetic stuff that comes across your timeline? Oh my God, what kind of man are you? You're disgusting. You're in a relationship. Why do you follow stuff like that? Man, get out, get out my damn phone. Oh, you're hiding from me now? Oh my God. On page 96 of our commitment program, you will not follow these Instagram pages. You're not in love with me. You have to prove your love. We're going to marriage counseling. <laughs> you're like, God damn, like, what did I do? To I could be single having fun. Here I am with this troglodyte. Ruining all my damn fun. <laughs> right? And that's you. And all I did was want to have sex with her. God damn. 
and she's leveraging that. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Shout out to, uh, I can't say his name. He says, daily challenges will make me a stronger, better version of myself because just like you, I need to do it myself, often by myself, and that is good. Men only have two choices, grow or feel sorry for themselves, and I am going to grow. Real masculinity is where it's at. Thank you for reminding me yesterday that I am a self-starter when I was working out at the gym. Congratulations. Shout out to you. All right. Young men are in here getting this info. It's going to be hard for you to poison them, society. It's going to be hard for you to poison them. They're getting away. You know, I know you're trying to, trying to slow these channels down, but young men are getting this info. Look at how many people come to these streams during the stream, post stream. I mean, the ladies are losing control. And you're you're telling on yourselves. I see you on Instagram. Kaylin F says, do you remember the movie The Best Men, The Best Man, when Morris Ch the, the Morris Chestnut character? Oh, yes, I remember that. When he thought he was marrying a virgin, only to find out that Tate Diggs character smashed her. You will never be a woman's first, last, or only. Remember that movie, The Best Man? That was actually, that's a red pill movie, if you think about it. And it was dressed up to be a blue pill movie. Oh, Love Conquers All. But yeah, he thought he had his girl. I was the only one to have this girl, only to find out she had been smashed before. Remember, he was like, I know you haven't been with her because when I'm with her, she fits like a glove. Remember that line? She It's called the best man. So there's a line in there where he says, you couldn't have been with my girl because when I'm with her, it fits like a glove, like it fits to me. No other man has had her, unfortunately. I hate to use movies as a frame of reference, but it is what it is. You guys don't do nothing, but that's how you know what relationships are. Your own parents hate each other, but you know what love is. Shout out to Kayla Ferguson says, my love has a dirty mind. Oh, I, yeah, I'm with you too, man. That's what my love is. Tay Diggs, you dirty dog. He had to beat him up. Remember he came back. He was all, Tay Diggs was all drunk. His acting was whacking there. Shout out to Deadly Italy. He says, if only the romantic tragedies like Romeo and Juliet and the Iliad had fine print uh, disclaimers saying, do not try this in real life. And even romantic comedy, same thing. It should be like, this is just entertainment. But somebody will like, oh my God, pretty woman where the prostitute who was selling herself as a street walker on the street found a billionaire, pulled up in a limousine, proposed to her, bought her a dress. Like some of the things if you did with your wife, not your girlfriend, with your wife, if you treated her like pretty woman, she'd be looking at you like, what did you do wrong? Why are you doing this? They'll ruin the moment. Have you ever done this, guys? What kind of, what time is it? Have you ever done this? You're in a relationship. Like the guy said it, where he drove over to the girl, rode the bus and got off the bus and she said he was creepy. Have you ever done something nice? You're like, I'm going to do that. What I saw in the movie, I'm going to get a picking it basket. I'm going to get a nice picnic basket. I'm going to get some cheese, some grapes, two bottles of wine. I'm going to get a big ass uh, rug or whatever the hell you're going to put out. We're going to go to the grass. We're going to go to Griffith Park. I'm going to drive. I'm going to tell her, honey, get in the car. Blindfold her. Get in the car. I'm going to do this thing here. Where are we going? Oh, don't worry, baby. It's a surprise. I'm not, I'm not good with surprises. You must tell me where we're going. She's going to ruin the whole damn mood. You know what I mean? You got the flowers all in the back hidden. You're like, I hope she doesn't smell the flowers. Please tell me where we're going. I just don't have time for this. 
you're going to be happy where we're going. You got your two plastic ass bottles of champagne glasses. You're like, oh man, this is going to be fantastic. She's going to ruin the whole damn mood. Where are we going now? This road's bumpy. I'm getting road sick driving around. You're like, please don't put me, bury me in the desert. You're like, oh man, just, just, just chill. Just chill when we get up there. You park. You walk into the destination with your picking it basket. You holding her hand. Maybe you're going to be so happy with me. I planned a fantastic outing. Oh, my God. It's too hot outside. Wow. Are those bumblebees? Are those mosquitoes outside? Like, oh, my God. Would you walk? Oh, my God. I didn't wear the proper shoes for this particular destination. Where are we going? My feet hurt. You get there. You spread out the little, uh, what do you call it? You spread out the little sheet on the ground. You know, I mean, you put your picnic basket in this corner. You put your shoes. Can you take off your shoes, baby? Oh, my God. I hate taking off my shoes in public. Oh, my God. Would you shut up? Put your damn shoes there. You put everything. You got the roses. You got it all set up. Wow, this is fantastic. You take your picture for the in- for the Internet. Sit down, honey. You take the blindfold off. She's looking around. What is this? What are you doing, honey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Honey, I just want to express my love to you. I know I'm 24 years old, but I spent my last dime trying to impress you. And I just want to say my commitment is going to be eternally for you. And I express myself. I have a ballad that I want to play for you. I miss you. I'm talking to you, baby. I miss you. You got boys to men. Please don't go away from me. I'll be there for you. When you call my name, I'll come running back to you with my heart. You talking over the song? Yeah, baby. I know we've had some rough patches, but I just want to reward you with this day. Oh, my God. The mosquitoes. Oh, my God. I'm getting bit. The chiggers are out. Oh, my God. Where are we at? Boy, oh, my, my God. I'm getting seasick on the lake. You like this. What kind of champagne is this? Oh, my God. This is cheap champagne. Oh, my God. This is terrible. Oh, there's ants everywhere all over the ham and cheese. Did you make these sandwiches? (laughs) Oh, my God. There's game bakers out here. It's got to be 98 degrees in the middle of damn Augusta, Georgia. Why are you out here, man? What made you think of coming here? What made you think of coming here? Oh, my goodness. You could have at least wore me. I could have put on sunscreen, bathing oil. I could have wore sunglasses. I forgot my sunglasses. My blue blocker sunglasses. It's the middle of the afternoon. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You know I don't eat provolone cheese. I only eat Swiss cheese and not ham. I'm on a diet. I turned vegan yesterday. No ham. You should understand this. You should have predicted. Why didn't you ask me? You could have planned this with me, and I could have asked you. You could have asked me, and we could have. (laughs) And you're like, damn. So you never try again. You never try again. Why don't you plan fun, fun outings like this? Chad and Melinda did something fantastic. Let me tell you what Chad and Melinda did. They got a picnic basket. They drove up to Griffin Park. He blindfolded a surprise her with flowers. You're sitting there. I did that once. No, you didn't. <laughs> All right. We just messing around. I'm telling you, bro. You like, 
and you know what? Let me t- last point on that one. When you get her home, finally, you're going to be like, boy, I got some peace leave points on that. I did something extra romantic. She took the Instagram picture. She put it on Facebook with a filter on it, the old ass filter, the free ones. You're going to get home. You'd be like, she have a fantastic time. She'd be like, yeah, that was fantastic. I really appreciate what you did. Um, I'm a little tired and the chiggers were biting. I think I'm going to go to sleep. Go to sleep. Uh, don't you want to get a little frisky? I need to take a shower and wash off all of this off and sunscreen. And I'm a little tired. Plus, I have a belly ache and I'm bleeding. I'm on my period. <laughs> you like this? <laughs> you like. <sighs> Kill me now. <laughs> but I'm going to girls nights out later tonight after my nap. Uh, I'm going out with the girls and we'll be at brunch tomorrow. You can join us. We'll have matching outfits and all. <laughs> oh man. What is love? Am I lying? Come on, man. If I lie, you did all that for nothing. You didn't get nothing. You didn't even get a pat on the head. Then she tells her friends, you know what? My honey took me out. Look, let me show you pictures. She get her phone. Let me show you pictures. Hold on. With her fingernail, you know, with the big thumbnail, with the nail on. She starts scrolling her pictures up. Look, look. Wait, 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 wait. I'm almost there. Look. See these pictures right here? He put the picnic bastard there. He surprised me, actually, banned for him. She going to serve it up like she was enjoying the whole time. Look, here we go right here. Look at the picture there. Hold on for a second. Look. <laughs> She posted on Facebook, romantic goals. I have such a good man. See, it was worth it was worth waiting to my late 20s, early 30s. I found the perfect guy. Mm. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, he ain't get no, he ain't get his whistle wet. Nothing. He didn't get no duck sick. He didn't get no balls licked. He didn't get nothing. Mm. <laughs> He got nothing out of it. He didn't get his whistle wet. Not a damn thing. He dried in the Sahara Desert over there. She done went and took a nap, and he was like, damn. Imagine doing all of that, and I got to watch prawn tonight. Squash, squashy. She had girls' nights out. He over there with getting jagging off. <laughs> okay, let me stop. All right, I'm getting too far behind here. Do I have an appointment at 11 or 12? If it's at 11, I'm in trouble. I think it's at 11. Oh, I'm in trouble. Shout out to Modern Man again. He says the info for the backstory about the drowning case was posted on social media by the family of the man that deleted himself. It has since been taken down and not reported by the media. This is an active case. And that's all y'all are getting. LOL. Social media will tell on you, gents. Shout out to you on that one. I think my appointment is at 11. I haven't heard. All right. So shout out to you. See, it is. The family put it up and said that cheating broad. And it was like, delete that. Who is it here? Michael W. says, saw my sister's boyfriend send a super chat to you evil laughing. Wow. He says, it's okay, though. I'm the one who recommended him to you. Shout out to you. Thank you, brothers. Y'all working in cahoots. You're in cahoots with each other. All right. I think my appointment's at 11. Oh, man. They're going to be upset with me. Shout out to Michael. 
All right, so brothers are watching each other. Y'all, hey, protect each other. We're here to protect each other. We do have a sister that donated. Hey, shout out to KT King. He says, if a woman knows how to play Madden, um, WWE 2K and NBA 2K, 2K really well, that's a red flag. <laughs> oh, he said, that's a red flag. That is a red flag. I think it would be a red flag. It is an indicator. It is an indicator that she been, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to, we're going to call you Cherie. Wait. We're going to talk to you, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Maybe that's your mama's uh, account. Okay. Let me see. I got to see if my appointment is at 11 or 12. Uh, where are we at? He's, she says, great stream. Shri, uh, Sri Lanka is a prime example why all the men were out storming. And it wasn't in the name of love. It was about survival. Well, it was very January 6th of them. Because if we actually tried some ish like that, they'd be having a whole damn, we're going to testify. We're going to show it was encouraged by the. <laughs> uh, but uh, guys, man, it's about survival. It's about survival. This love myth is actually a sickness and it's been proven. We're going to call you Mr. KHS. He says, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. The appeal is in the music recognize it let me see here what do we got here i appreciate all the contributions today we went uh two hours and 45 minutes two hours and 30 minutes uh like the stream on the way out no scrum diddly umptious tonight we will be back later on appreciate y'all for being here and we'll leave you with the uh the red flag number of many people coach my relationship is fantastic you mad because your relationship don't work but as it stands right now i'm winning in life as it stands right now, I'm up and I got the championship. I got the woman of my life. I ain't never going to lose. Shout out to everybody, man. And we out of here. Peace.